The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Great to have you here. Triple Eight. 933.93. As usual, there's a ton of things to talk about. Uh, the president had this rally in uh, Tampa, Florida, where he said quite a few fairly interesting things and some that are just plain not true. Um, it, I guess, you know, he does, he does tend to exaggerate or um, engage in hyperbole from some... <laughs> At some points in his in his life, he's been known to do that. Um, one of the things he said was this: when he, and he and the principle is right here about voter ID. You should have to bring an ID to the voting booth just to prove you're a citizen. You are who you say you are. Uh, and his point is well taken. That we do this almost everywhere else. You can't do it at the at the polling place. The time has come for voter ID, like everything else. Yeah. Voter ID. True. Glad you repeated it. Voter ID. One more time. Voter ID. Say it. You know, if you go no. out and you want to buy groceries, you need a picture on a card. You um, need ID. No. You go out and you want to buy anything, uh. you need ID. And you- <laughs> okay. If you go out and you buy groceries, yeah. you need an ID for that? With a picture. No. No, you don't. He might be talking about, I don't like a Kroger card. I don't You know, the grocery so. card you have to show, but I don't know that There's it has no, a photo ID it on it. No. You might have to type in, and you don't have to bring your ID for that even, because you can type in your phone number. Or 8675, use an area code in your area, and then... Eight six seven five three zero nine. That number sounds vaguely familiar. It should. Huh. It's uh, the Jenny Jenny. Who should I turn to? Song eight six seven five three zero nine. Why would you use Jenny's number? Because it's registered in every single city across <laughs> the world at every grocery store. I, I put it, it to the test myself. It works. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Then they don't have your information, yep. and you get the discount. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and it looks like whoever's number is eight six seven five three zero nine. They're purchasing a lot of right. stuff. Right. <laughs> you just can't track their habits because sometimes they come in and buy something completely unhealthy. And then other times they might come in and buy kale. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I love that. Anyway, you don't need ID at the grocery store. I mean, if you're going to use a credit card, a lot of times you don't even need ID for that. But, you know, sometimes you do. Um, and then he was talking about polls. For some reason. Of course, if the fake news did a poll, they're called suppression polls. Mm. You know, polls are fake just like everything else. Okay. If- that, that is... Why do we have to do this? Can we stop with the fake news thing? Am I the only one that hates this fake news stuff? Uh, some is fake, I guess. Some is just misleading. Some, they're just... They're making... They're making points that you don't agree with. Sometimes there's a spin on it that you don't agree with. But rarely do they just make it up out of whole cloth and have it fake. 
I, I don't know. And this this polls. This is a guy who cites polls all the time. All the time. Uh, now they're fake. The, fa- they're, the, the polls are fake. Oh, good gosh. I don't know. It just that's, That gets to me. I just, I wish the fake news stuff uh, could stop. There is a poll out that, and I don't, I don't know if this is the one to which he was referring, but uh, former president, vice, former vice president uh, Joe Biden leads President Trump by seven percentage points in a head-to-head matchup, according to a political, uh, Politico poll. A plurality of vote registered voters, forty-four percent said they choose Biden in the twenty twenty election. Thirty-seven percent said they vote for Trump. I don't believe that. I mean, that might be a fake poll. I don't know. <laughs> or it's not fake, but the methodology is, you know, poor. Maybe maybe they polled too har- uh, highly Democrat-leaning. I don't know. It seems like uh, someone named, uh, what was her name? Oh, Hillary Clinton was leading in polls around November 1st. Very true. So, But I again, even if they're wrong, doesn't mean they're fake. Mm-hmm. It, it just right. means they weren't accurate. There's a difference between not accurate and deliberately just making things up and and then calling it fake. That's true. Um, Biden holds a less than commanding position within his own party among Democrats. An unnamed generic Democrat beats Biden by nine points in a matchup with Trump. Wow. <laughs> Doesn't sound like he has his base short up there, Joe. No. 89% of Democrat, Democrats say they would vote for any like any generic Democrat over Trump. That's not unusual because, you know, you can hope that, well, maybe they mean somebody good. <laughs> no, <laughs> they don't. If they're Democrats, they don't have anybody good. Oh, Dick Gephardt. Oh, except Dick Gephardt. I don't know if they can convince him at 77 to run again. Hmm. Uh, 80% of Democrats say they prefer Biden over Trump. That doesn't seem too overwhelming. 80%? Huh. The poll also found bipartisanship support for Trump's promise to send aid to American farmers. Uh, 57% of voters overall approve. More than twice as many as disapprove. Only 26% of the American people think it's not a good idea to bail out the American farmers. First of all, Trump put him in this position of having to bail them out because of the tariffs. But now he's he's blaming China for the tariffs. So, it's not it's not his fault he's not doing that. But this is a vicious cycle. This is why tariffs are a bad thing. You're going to hurt the farmers. Yeah, uh, of course. We said that from the beginning. And then because you don't want to hurt the farmers, then you subsidize them even more than we're already subsidizing. Republicans, 79% said they support Trump's aid to farmers. 79% of Republicans support a bailout. Did you ever think we would see this day? 79% of Republicans are okay with the bailout. Hmm. I don't... I mean, what happened to 2009 when uh, bailouts were bad? When the GM bailout was not favored by Republicans, I, I'd like to look for a. We should look for a poll of Republicans. Okay, 
uh, for the auto bailout. See what the percentage was then. <laughs> you know, but now it's their guy doing it. So it's okay. It's fine. It's great, in fact. What are you, a globalist? No, but... <laughs> Let's see here. Um, we've got... Uh, this, this poll is from uh, February of 2009. Okay. Uh, now, this is just Americans in general. 72% of Americans in general. Gallup poll. Did not want Congress to bail out the. Oh wow! That that's Jeez. that's the whole nation. Yeah, so you know, with Republicans, it's probably much higher than that. Okay, so listen to this. Oh my goodness! Fifteen percent of Republicans agreed with the auto bailouts. There you go. Oh, it gets better, Pat. There you go. Only thirty-three percent of Democrats in two thousand nine agreed with the auto bailouts. Okay. Nobody supported the auto bailouts. Interesting. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> look how it's changed. Nine years down the road, <laughs> a Republican is in the executive office mm-hmm. now, and everything's different now. And what was the percentage of Republicans that, uh, did you have that number? 79%. So 79%, so let's just put this into perspective. Favor the bailout. Yep. Nine years ago, 15% Republicans supported Obama's auto bailout. Mm-hmm. Today, 70 Nine uh, percent, did you say? Mm-hmm. Um, support a Republican support uh, Trump's farmer bailout. That's only a sixty-four point swing in nine years, and it is a different industry. So maybe maybe that has okay. something to do with it. But I still, it's a bailout. Still a bailout. It's a twelve billion dollar bailout. Do you think people think maybe? They, and let's give. Them, Voters the benefit of the doubt here. They think big corporations. That might explain why Democrats didn't support it in mass back in mm-hmm. 2009. Mm-hmm. And today, when you think farmer, you think, oh, there's a poor guy standing in the field who, uh, you know, needs help scraping by with his family. Yeah. So maybe that has something to do with it. But maybe. still, the principle is the same. It's the government injecting money into <clears throat> private industry um, where it does not belong to begin with. Yeah, it's, it's socialism at work. And we're just so we're getting so comfortable with socialism now. That it it's just not a taboo anymore. It's just not a bad thing. It's not considered. It, it's not considered even uh, bad, let alone evil. Which you can make a pretty strong point. It is evil. <laughs> so, wow, we've come a long way, baby. We got our own cigarettes now. We've come a long, long way. <laughs> uh, Ontario. Speaking of socialism and it not working. In Ontario, they uh, announced last year, maybe you remember, that they're going to do a three-year program where they send money to people. The minimum income thing. So they selected 4,000 people who I guess were at or below the poverty line. Some had jobs, some didn't have jobs. And then they just sent them money. Uh, If you're a single person, you could get $17,000. If you were a married couple, I think it was $24,000. And you could get 6000 more than that if you're somewhat disabled. So you could get up to $30,000 in minimum income every year. And we're going to do that for three years. Uh, they just shut down the program after one year. Why? Uh, it's unsustainable. We can't do it. It doesn't work. First of all, it didn't help the economy. Secondly, uh, it is bringing down the government because they can't afford it. Hello? Of course you can't afford it. And that was only 4,000 people. For a year. Imagine if we just do some kind of nationwide program. 
because everybody's saying, oh, it's time for a minimum income. We've got to do something. Uh, a lot of jobs are going to be lost. We've got to have a minimum income. No, it doesn't work. It's unsustainable. And the people now that you're sending $24,000 to are all pissed off. <laughs> They're going ape crap. How dare you take this? I need this money. Yep. Well, okay. Well, yep. You've created dependency. Again, it doesn't work in any way. Oh. It's, there's so many bad things about it that it's difficult to even describe them in one show. 888 Let me tell you about EOD Fudge. That's Extraordinary Delights. Uh, Aaron Hale was a former Navy chef, and he wasn't fulfilled doing that, even though it was a great job. I mean, he worked for a three-star admiral, and they cruised all over the world, so he was seeing the world and having a great time just cooking food for him, and he just wasn't fulfilled doing that. And he ran into a group of Army Explosive Ordnance Disposal team members, and he loved what he, what he heard. And so he quit his chef position with the admiral and became an Army Explosive Ordnance Disposable uh, Disposal team leader. And sadly, in 2011, as he's disposing one bomb, another went off in his face and severely injured him, completely blinded him. He lost most of his hearing. He went through multiple surgeries and cochlear implants and all of that stuff. And, you know, when he was in his dark silence, he thought, I got to do something. I'm going to start cooking again. And he started cooking again. And he started creating fudge. And it was delicious. And so they created this great company, EODFudge.com. And you can choose from a huge variety of fudge and chocolates. And it's just really, really delicious. We could not stop eating it when it was in the studio. <laughs> they, have, they also have a variety of caramel apples, brownies, and all kinds of things. So go to EODFudge.com. Use the offer code BLAZE at checkout. Offer code BLAZE, you'll get 10% off your order. EODFudge.com. See how special gift giving can be. That's EODFudge.com. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Alex Jones being sued by Sandy Hook parents. Court paper, papers uh, filed last week. Travis County, Houston attorney Mark Bankston wrote that his uh, defamation lawsuit against Alex Jones was already a victory in one important aspect. In the past, Noah Posner, who was one of the 20 children killed in 2012 um, at Sandy Hook, was referred to by Jones as... Leonard Posner's and Veronica Delarosa's supposed son or a child who reportedly died. So they apparently compelled him to admit in a legal proceeding that the plaintiff's son truly did die and was an important that was an important step toward safety and justice for the family, but it's not the last one. This family has apparently because Jones called them crisis actors who just pretended 
and and they were their goal was uh, gun control, and so they started getting all kinds of threats. Apparently, they've moved seven times trying to get away from people who have been threatening them. Man. So they're suing him, and he is suing them back for a hundred thousand dollars. It's just he's despicable, despicable. And he'll he continually says, "Oh no, I." I, I never said Sandy Hook was uh, was fake. No, he didn't. He said Shandy mm. Hook. Well, that's true. They have <laughs> staged events before, mm-hmm. but then you learn the school had been closed and reopened, and you got video of the kids going in circles. I love that part. We've got video of the kids going in circles. Really? I have yet to see the video of the kids running around in circles. In and out of the building, and they uh-huh. don't call the rescue choppers for two hours, and then they tear the building down and seal it, and they, they get caught using blue screens, and uh, a, a email by Bloomberg comes out in a lawsuit mm-hmm. where he's telling his people, get ready in the next 24 hours to capitalize on a shooting. Uh, yeah, so Sandy Hook is a synthetic, synthetic. completely fake, completely with fake. actors. Wow. In my view, manufactured. I couldn't believe it at first, but I knew they had actors there clearly. But I thought they clearly. killed some real kids, and it just shows how bold they are. Wow! That they clearly used actors. I mean, they even ended up using photos of kids killed in mass shootings here in a fake mass shooting in Turkey. Wow! I mean, and then people defend him. I, every once in a while, I say, "Why are you bashing? You're on the same side as Alex." And don't ever confuse any of any side I'm on with the side of Alex Jones. He is not. First of all, the guy is not a conservative. He is not a conservative. Uh, here's just a few of his ludicrous claims. Nobody died at Sandy Hook, Oklahoma City. That bombing was done by the U.S. government. 9-11 was an inside job done by the U.S. government. Uh, The U.S. government plotted the Pulse shooting in Orlando in order to to pass more restrictive gun laws. Uh, The FBI engineered the Boston Marathon shooting. Former Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia was murdered. Uh... The mysterious black helicopters, uh, there was a strike force of the New World Order that once flew around Austin for the sole purpose of following motorists, landing unannounced in schoolyards, and dropping cedar ash all over the city. Huh. Okay. All right. Uh, Lady Gaga's Super Bowl halftime show was uh, satanic. Wait, what? Yeah. You didn't know that one? Wait a minute. Yeah. Is that so. the one where she she's the one that jumped off the roof there? No, that was no? that was uh was that? Yeah, that was that was Lady Gaga, wasn't it? Huh. No, yeah. yeah, you might be right. Okay, so that's the one the Falcons blew it. Yeah, that that whole game, everything around it, the theatrics, everything was satanic. So you're on board with this mm-hmm. one. Um US government, of course, controls the weather and uses it as a weapon. Um and that weapon, the weather weapon, was behind the devastating tornado that hit oklahoma in 2013 oh and i love this this might be my favorite one glenn beck is part of the cia well yeah i mean uh that goes without saying yeah I that's think. Not we all a, know that that's one, not a right? conspiracy that's a fact <laughs> i mean we all know that one 
That one, that one is so clear, or as he would say it, show clear. <laughs> Glenn Beck, CIA operative, popular mechanics. Uh, I, I just I had to go back when I when I saw this yeah. and play part of his rant mm-hmm. about Glenn being part of the CIA. Uh, it's it's fascinating, and I I think you'll agree. He wants to be left standing as the new vestigial leader of what's left of libertarians. How long? How, how many times have you heard him say he wants to be the vestigial leader? Yeah, don't make me of Google. the libertarians. Yeah, don't make me Google words. Vestigial. Of course, he wants to be a vestigial leader of the new libertarian movement, forming a very small remnant of something that was once much larger or more noticeable. Really, right. mm-hmm. it's a cool word. Yeah, and you know, I just said here in the office. Earlier on air, I said, you know, he brags he's got all these FBI agents that work for him, former FBI. How many times have you heard Glenn brag about all the FBI agents that work here? All the time. So many FBI agents that work here. It's incredible. That, you know, he's got all these people. I've talked to Mm -hmm. people that worked there years ago about how they watch everything we do. And there's. Wait, they watch everything Alex Jones does? (laughs) Okay. Never. Not ever. The only reason we even know about Alex Jones is because of the clips afterwards. We've never watched an episode. And I know Glenn has never watched a single episode. I wouldn't even know where to find it. The Alex Alex Jones show. Supposed to be us, but then demonize us. And Oh, wow. I was told that by... By... High-level people. High-level high level people told him Glenn's trying to be Alex Jones. Oh, okay. I mean, repeatedly, it's not even that big of a deal. I'd be no. going into Fox Studios to be on another show. Oh. They'd say, Glenn Beck is freaking out, climbing the walls. You can't come on now. And I'd be like, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> climbing the walls. A, we never knew who was in that building going on other shows. B, we certainly wouldn't have cared if Alex Jones was in the, uh, in the building. Nobody even know who he, nobody knew who he was. Alex Jones is in the building. And Glenn Beck is going crazy. He's freaking out. Is he climbing the walls? Climbing the climbing the walls. And he's saying that guy cannot be on Fox News. Hmm. As if he had that kind of pull at Fox. They would have take they would have told him to take a flying well leap. And <laughs> but but he shut him down, I guess, because his people were climbing the walls. I'm going over to the View and mm. going over to do uh, you know CNN. Yeah, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but you know, no. Glenn Beck and his quote people, his quote don't, people. you know don't want you in here. They're throwing fits. Oh my gosh! That's and you know, they've got pull in the government. They've got pull. They've got pull in the government, and they've never. He's never. This was finished. the Obama government, by the way. We had yeah. pull in the Obama government. I'm government. still kind of hung up on a kind of a Pat Grayism. He never put a close quote. He said, "Quote his people," and then he just kept. Oh, talking. that's right. So he's still so he's still quoting, quoting somebody. Still quoting. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "Man, the guy's the man, government. Glenn, the, the guy's the government. Beck is the government." Oh man. End quote. He's on. And to, you know, I could us. name names, but I'm not going to name names. Folks, no, go okay? ahead, name names. And then I was told by someone else. Huh? High level. Then these are people's names you know. Okay. All right, we got to finish this in a few minutes. This is unbelievable stuff. I have to share this with you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Hopefully you can hear it. Like hopefully your ears are clean enough to be able to hear it. But if you got so much wax in there that you know things are kind of yeah. muffled and you're missing out. Yeah. Uh, there's something you could do about that. It's usewaxrx.com. You just you put the. You put the uh, stuff in there, yeah, and it it and then you flush it out. It's magic. You you end up getting a new pet, 
right out of your ear. Ick. What? Okay, we don't need to go that far. Well, you can hear. Uh, but uh, but you can hear again. Yeah, it'll get that wax out, and it'll just flush out your whole eardrum and ear canal system. And it just feels great afterwards. And it's less than the cost a doctor's visit would, would charge you. Doctor-developed WaxRx system. Special wax softening drops break it all down Specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing uh, to flush everything away. And the pH conditioned formula. Go to usewaxrx.com and use the offer code radio to have it shipped right to your door for free. Usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Welcome, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I gotta play. This. I gotta play this from the top again because this is unbelievable stuff. This is Alex Jones explaining and, and an explanation of why uh, we mock him. Frankly, because he's not conservative. He's not on the same page as most patriotic Americans. This is a guy who is all about Cynthia McKinney. Why? Because she believed in the 9-11 conspiracy. That's why. She was a 9-11 truther. She's a socialist, hardcore. Uh, she was an just an ardent opponent of, of George W. Bush when he was in office. Anybody remember Cynthia McKinney? Oh, uh, Alex Jones loved her. Um, and for him to claim that Glenn Beck... His CIA. Well, so am I, because I work for. Well, him. a lot of a lot of the people who work here are. Is that not supposed to say that on the air? Either FBI or CIA, NSA. Some work for the NCAA. Well, I want to. I be shouldn't have that. said that. I've said I too should, much. I want to I've be on that end much. of the building. NCAA. Uh, yeah, I've just said too much. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Here's here's a little bit of the discussion again. He wants to be left standing as the new mm-hmm. vestigial leader vestigial of what's left of libertarians. Yeah. Okay, sure. Libertarians. And, you know, I just said here in the office earlier Shit. on air, I said, you know, he brags he's got all these FBI agents that work for him, former FBI. Yeah, you've heard that, that you know, he's got times, people. I've right? talked to people that worked there years ago about how they watch everything we do, and Did they're you? supposed to be us, but then demonize us. And uh-huh. I was told that <laughs> by... By... High-level high level people. people. You're always talking I mean, about repeatedly. It's not even that big of a deal. I'd be mm-hmm. going into Fox Studios, be another show. Repeatedly. They say, Glenn Beck is freaking out, climbing the walls. Uh-huh. You can't come on now. And I'd be like, that's fine. I'm going over to The View. And <laughs> this That never happened once. That never, ever happened. It didn't happen ever. <laughs> he never went into to Fox News to do another show, and Glenn found out and was climbing the walls and insisting he not appear. <laughs> First of all, he couldn't have he couldn't have changed anybody else's show. Are you kidding me? Like, what show are you on? Explain who, when, where, well, why, how. He's not going to give you names. Yeah. Okay. Going over to do uh, oh, CNN. Out of control. It's not that big of a deal, but you know, Glenn Beck and his quote people. His quote don't, people. You know, don't want you in here. They're throwing fits, and you know Fish. they've got pull in the government. Got pull in the government. Yeah. Obama's and I'm like, government. What do you mean? And he goes, man, the guy's the government. Glenn Beck is the government. Wow. Yeah. 
And, you know, I could name names, but I'm not going to name names. No, go ahead. Name names. I want to know. And then I was told by someone else. Oh, High level. And these are people's names you'd know. Okay. People's names. About Glenn Beck. And and that the FBI is there, a section of it from the Justice Department. I go, but wait, he's going after Van Jones. He's going after Obama. Yeah. Like, that's all fake. (laughs) That's all fake. We accidentally did get Van Jones fired, unfortunately, because we were just faking it. And then, dang it, we just would push that a little too far. Mm-hmm. You actually got him fired. That's, it was all fake, though. So, And the guys are like, Alex, is that really true? And I said, of course it's true. Of course it Look is. Look into him and the FBI. So they started search engineing. Yeah. And guess what they found from the blaze? What? What they find from the blaze? Oh, man. Hiding this in plain view. Whoa. Oh, man. So obviously, we're that blatant about it. Mm-hmm. About being the government. Well, we just slipped up and we hit it about so how... poorly. Yeah. We put it on the blaze. <laughs> Nobody will find it here. <sighs> mm. Do we have archives? And again, how do I go from Ukraine to this? Because, well, he's going to share it with you. He's going to share it. Because it's the whole government is just a bunch of special interest yeah. CIA, NSA, FBI, corporate groups mm-hmm. building their own private kingdoms. Basically, Glenn Beck is like a private CIA takeover of Clear Channel. Ba- basically, wow. Basically. basically, a private takeover, a CIA takeover of Clear Channel. Basically, what's happening. And then no one else can make money at Clear Channel. Yeah, like Rush Limbaugh, he's not making any money. <laughs> Sean Hannity, that guy doesn't make any money. But Glenn Beck... <laughs> And at Premier, and no one else gets paid money because all the former executives went over there. Uh, okay, Glenn Beck, um, Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, uh, those are all Premier. Is, uh, is, is Levin Premier? I don't know. Maybe not. But are you, telling me, are you telling me, Alex, that Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity don't make money? Hmm. And it's all FBI and CIA run, and here sure. they are openly hiding in plain view. Ten questions for Buck Sexton. Oh, yes. That's that's the document he found on the blaze. How do you get your hair to do that? Ten questions for Buck Sexton. (laughs) Now, if you are starting down a conspiratorial road with Glenn, and then you find out we do have an actual, but we've been pretty open about that from the beginning. Have we? Buck was a CIA um, operative, some analyst. What do you know about the Freedom Hut, sir? I know he never leaves it. I know he's on he's on it every night. Yep. Uh, I know he was Freedom. a CIA analyst, you know, 10, 15, 10 years ago, 15 years mm-hmm. ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were pretty open about that. And yes, we posted it on the blaze. Mm-hmm. So that Hide, was pretty well hidden. Hiding it in plain view. Yeah. Just like the man they are the Justice Department. They are we Obama. Are. <laughs> we did. So Glenn's operation is Obama. <laughs> Wow. Man. And I'll just go ahead and we're going to put reports together. Glenn Beck, you want it, buddy? Maybe I'll name names, son. Do it. Do it. Yes, son. Do it. Do it. You want it? You're going to get it. I you want, want it? Yeah. I, you're yeah. going to get it. Yes. I want it. Get I gave me. you the benefit of the doubt. No, don't. And I knew you were after me and I said, leave me alone. Oh, no. We weren't after you and you never said that. Hmm. What, you think the fact that you're Benedict Arnold going to come out? No, I want it to come out. You were spouting White House talking points right. three days before word for word it came out of media matters. You got the memo before they did, bud. We wow. got your ass. Ooh, that's where he's looking for a man, I guess, right there. Where are the men? Wait, are we fighting, Alex? 
<laughs> feels like we're fighting now. It does. It's sad. You want more? We're going to compile a dossier on I all your more. people now, and we're okay, going to put it out for folks. We're yeah. going to realize your little base over there is a CIA FBI substation. <laughs> He's talking about the Freedom Hut, man. <laughs> He's talking about the whole operation is a CIA FBI uh-huh. NSA substation. NCAA. That's great. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> okay, so please don't don't tell me about Alex Jones. Hmm. Alex Jones is a nutball and a dangerous one, and a guy who is yeah. really hurting people. He knows our secrets. The the uh, uh, the stuff he's doing to the victims at Sa- Sandy Hook terrible, uh, just really really horrific. And he's he's had to you know he was the lead conspirator uh of the uh, of the whole uh pizza gate thing oh yeah yeah, the pizza the um ping pong pizza was running a uh like a child sex Mm -hmm. uh prostitution ring out of their basement this is a a pizza establishment that was featured on diners drive-ins and dives on food network (laughs) It's just a great place to eat pizza, and they don't have a basement. And one of his followers went in there with a gun, demanding uh, to be shown where the kids are. Take me to the basement. Well, they showed him. There is no basement here. Okay, this this is it. This is it. This is the whole place. I mean... He's just really fortunate nobody got hurt or killed in that uh, little incident. And he had to apologize and take it all back on the air because he slandered those people. It's uh, it's it's really pathetic. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, and by the way, the phones were a little bit screwed up, so we lost some calls. So if um, if I think we got it worked out now, is that right? So if you want to call, it's 888 and we can take your call now. Um, apparently, speaking of being pathetic, there's a senator, uh, Maisie Hirono from Hawaii, who is a little confused about things. She was questioning ICE executive Matthew Albans, and uh, he tried to spell out American immigration law, and she was a bit baffled by it. Uh, take a look. Mr. Albans, would you send your child to FRCs? Again, I think we're, we're, we're missing the point. These individuals are there because they have broken a law. There has to be a process. They have broken a law only as deemed so by the president with his... No, ma'am. They're, they're there for violation of Title Eight of the Immigration of the U.S. and Nationality Act. Uh, okay, they're 8 U.S.C. 1325. That's illegal entry. is both a criminal and civil violation. They are in those FRCs pending the Thank outcome... You of that civil immigration process. They have broken the law. Well, these are mainly, my, my understanding is that uh, under the zero tolerance, these are no longer civil, civil proceedings, but in fact, were criminal proceedings. They were both, so? they were criminal proceedings when the Border Patrol prosecuted them, but at the conclusion of that process, once the individual came into ICE custody, they would go through administrative proceedings. Mm-hmm. I'm confused. Okay. We, Maybe so you should the, be in the, office. The criminal, the proce- the criminal that- proceeding, is an individual being prosecuted for the criminal violation of improper entry. She doesn't uh, understand uh, the border situation. <laughs> I'm confused. How would you like your family to be separated? 
Well, I wouldn't, but I am not committing crimes. So why would my family be separated? Okay, they committed a crime, and that's why they were separated. I'm confused. I, I don't. I don't understand that. Do you not know that it's against the law to come into the country illegally, hun? Really? Do you not understand that? Wow, we've got some people who just don't belong in office. How do they continually get elected? She is a senator uh, from the great. There's state only a hundred of them. And ah, uh, I wonder when she goes back, like. She ever get concerned that maybe if Hawaii ever becomes overpopulated, it could uh, tip over and uh, capsize. capsize. She probably does worry about that. Frankly, she probably does. She probably just hangs out in D.C. just to be safe. <laughs> Good heavens! Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Joe in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey. Um, hey. Yeah, I just have a quick kind of point or two uh, to talk about. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of people attacking uh, Trump's intelligence, saying that he's not a very smart guy because he might stumble over words and he goes off script sometimes. And people point to Obama, who gave great speeches and kind of had flowery language. But, you know, I think that's kind of distracting from the point, just because Trump might not be the greatest speaker. He wasn't a lawyer. He was a business guy. He's extremely intelligent. He knows the issues. And I just think people kind of use that as a distraction for the, for what's really going on in the improvements in the economy and other things that Trump's been focused on. Okay. Um, you know, I, I there are some issues that I think he knows uh, and knows fairly well um, and feels pretty passionately about. And I think tariffs are one of those things. Trade is <clears throat> something he feels strongly about. I think he's wrong on it, but I think he does know about it. Appreciate the call, Joe. Some of these other things that he talks about, and he, you know, I don't know that he actually does know the issues. There are certain, and we've talked about that this week. Um, The abortion thing is a good example. When he was cornered on his pro-life stance, he was asked, well, does that mean if abortion is ever made illegal that women would go to jail? Well, yeah, I think at some point they would have to go to jail. No, it's, and see, that's because... I think that answer came because he hadn't given it much thought. And then his advisors got a hold of him afterward and then they, you know, fixed it to where no, maybe the doctor would go to face some charges. <laughs> um, but there are things he knows about and talks about and then some not so much. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, hmm. we, we don't have his transcripts from college we don't we we didn't have obamas we don't have trumps so i don't know how well he did in school frankly you know what kind of book learning he has i have no idea triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three this i do know about though field of greens from Brickhouse nutrition just great stuff and i i think you're gonna love it if you have a problem eating vegetables like i do and you want to get vegetables into your diet because you just want to be healthier This is a a great way to go. Every scoop of Field of Greens gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. Um, It's really good for you. It's going to give you more energy during the course of the day. And I think you might wind up visiting the doctor less. Just put one scoop in eight ounces of water or your favorite drink or smoothie. It's that easy. It tastes great. It flavors, sweetens the drink. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. We'll get... 10% 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. So if I get this, right, mm-hmm. I don't have to eat bags of kale anymore? 
No, you don't. Okay. No, you don't. This is interesting. Unless you want to. I do not. I can't imagine anybody wanting to. Nope. But if you do, mm-hmm. yeah, go for it. going to pass. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat unleashed on Twitter. Snarky McSnarkface says, "Love tuning in each day to hear Keith quietly whimper in the background as Pat reads a story. It's almost like a little piece of him dies with every single story, and it does. It is almost like that. It does." Uh, Texas Lori D, I'll be a globalist if Alex Jones is against globalists. I'll be for gay frogs too. <laughs> Uh, old Uncle Moron says, I thought when Trump said fake poll, he was referring to counterfeit people from Poland. <laughs> See, that's a, it's a Polish. It's a what? Poll. It's Poles. a, they call Polish people polls. Okay. Sometimes. So and it's P-O-L. Oh, so that was a joke? Yeah. It's oh, okay. P-O-L as opposed to P-O-L-L. I see what you do. I love so, the English language. Like it's a person fun. from Poland. Uh-huh. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I don't even know how this is possible, but apparently there's a little bit of a crisis brewing in tr- in Canada over the refugee situation. Huh. Uh, tempers are flaring at demonstrations against refugees coming into Canada. Wait, what? From the moment a protester grabbed a counter-protester's megaphone and hurled it into a fountain of the Markham Civic Center, Saturday's demonstration against illegal border crossings and their effect on suburban Toronto degenerated quickly into violence and anger. Police arrived to separate men who had thrown a few punches and others who seemed about to, including one man who was pushing another as he held up a sign reading, Not in My Backyard. It was a small rally, few dozen people, mainly Chinese-Canadian protesters, and hundreds of kilometers from any land border with the United States. Still, as the demonstration was met by a smaller group of pro-refugee protesters, it became a flashpoint. Um, at issue is the rumor that Markham was about to agree to house as many as 5,000 asylum seekers in unused buildings. Say no to Mayor Frank. Apparently the mayor is for it. Uh, Do not let tragedy happen in Markham was another. Markham, say no to illegal border crossers. Illegal free riders not invited. What? The loving Canadians Mm -hmm. don't want people there uh, who are illegally in their country? Did you say something Mm. about punches being thrown in Canada? Yeah. I have never heard of such a thing. It, it doesn't seem real, but apparently it is. That's a thing now. Hmm. Huh. wonder what drove them to that. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, the, the, the blatant open border policy of uh, one uh, Justin Trudeau. Yeah, except for they've also uh, given out the signals that, hey, if you are denied asylum in the United States, don't come here because we're not going to let you in. 
So there's a little bit of a, a situation going on in Canada. It's really easy to look at us and point the finger of racism or xenophobia or whatever and say, wow, look at those hateful Americans who are making it so difficult for people just trying to find a better life. Yeah, and then when it happens to you, when thousands of people start streaming across your border, you don't know what to do with them, and you can't take care of them, and it's costing you money, um, and it's creating a humanitarian crisis. A little bit different situation, isn't it? <laughs> then it's like, wow, this maybe this isn't such an easy problem uh, to figure out. It just, it's amazing how everybody's holier than thou. And it's, it's, it's the United States that has all the diversity in all of these problems because we're the, we're the place where everybody wants to come. Now, when uh, we start denying people access and they start um, moving their way up north, when we make it a little bit more difficult or... They think that they're going to get caught here because of Trump's policies, and they go to Canada and look for asylum there. Um, they're going to find that it's going to be tough there too, because nobody knows how to deal with this situation, and nobody wants to deal with this situation. In the first place, we just don't know who these people are. We don't know if they're really in trouble. We don't know if their lives are in danger. How can you ascertain that? Everybody knows they can come here and just claim asylum. And then by law, we're supposed to allow them in. It's going to be mighty ironic when Canada builds a wall on their southern border before we get to ours. Yeah, isn't it? (laughs) Isn't it? And yet, I mean, that could happen. Because the way ours is going doesn't look like it's even going to happen. So uh, now we have ICE trying to defend their very existence. Executive Associate Director for uh, Enforcement and Removal, Matthew Albans, was talking to uh, Senator Cornyn at the Senate Judiciary hearing. In addition to the brain surgeon from Hawaii he was talking to, uh, he also spoke to uh, Cornyn about the reunification efforts and how difficult that is. Here's what happened. You cannot have strong border security with a void in the interior if an individual knows that they can come to the country and try and try and try and eventually get past the border patrol and that there is no chance of any enforcement being taken against them, then you will never have border security. What in effect you're saying, if you're getting rid of the interior enforcement arm of immigration enforcement, is that you're saying you want border security, you want the border patrol to make all these arrests and stop people there, but once they get by the border patrol, let them go. So, in effect, you're not against illegal entry. You're against attempted illegal entry. Because once the entry is made, you don't want us to do anything on the inside. And if, we, uh, mm-hmm. if ICE was no longer in existence and no longer enforced our laws in the interior of the United States, would the primary victim of that be the minority communities in which many of these uh, people operate? <laughs> nice. These minority communities are the primary victims now because these individuals are involved in all sorts of gang activity and other criminal activity, and generally they commit those crimes against those in the same communities in which they reside. Smart of Corden to switch the focus there uh, from hurting American people to the victims themselves. Now, who's really who's, who's this going to be hardest on if you abolish ICE? And that be hardest on the minorities who are here? Uh, you know, the Hispanics, for instance, from Mexico, or 
Manawaniaroa? Or from wherever they're seeking asylum? Yep. Those would be the victims. <laughs> That's gen- that is genius. <laughs> we need to remember that and continue to put the focus on the people and their hardships when you don't take care of the situation. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, and Stu will be stopping by. Oh. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat, and I want to tell you about another podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about the news stories that we think are important every day and why those stories matter to you. The news and why it matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. And a Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, joined now by Stuber Gear, oh. who uh, you're probably excited about this uh, situation with the NBA and and is it the MGM? Yeah, MGM for gambling. Yeah, the first ever gambling sponsor of a major league. You've been known to maybe dabble a little bit in sports gambling. Have Stu? you know? <clears throat> yeah, no. Uh-huh. Occasionally, mm-hmm. I've been interested in such things um, for entertainment purposes only. Um, yeah, actually, and no. you only have done investment. this in Nevada, right where it was legal. I mean, you never until very recently. Until very uh, recently. very recently, yeah. I've traveled to New yeah. Jersey. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Occasionally, sometimes overseas. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. but wait, you don't have a passport? How does that work? Uh, I do have a passport. Oh, and every oh, oh. weekend, I travel to make small wagers overseas. Okay. Uh, that was my my because you're really careful about doing that legally. I know, uh, you know. I mean, and, and so this was good news for you. Well, I think it's a. I mean, I think it's acknowledging reality, right? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's just, doing it every, anyway. Everybody's doing it anyway. It's a personal rights issue. I mean, you know, it, you know, there's there's things I like here. Like I don't, uh, I don't like to, um, you know, I don't like to smoke cigarettes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I don't necessarily want them to be illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think like the people should have the right to do silly things to themselves at times. And I think we're pretty much agree on, on that in, in general, as a general mm-hmm. uh, concept, uh, but you know, like Pat Gray, uh, seatbelts, uh, you know, Pat mm-hmm. wants to, uh, not wear a seatbelt, you know, I mean, I should be able to him, not to do that. He should not be able to, you know, right. it's fine. I think the situation here is gambling, uh, can be something that's fun and is a good entertainment, uh, variety, mm-hmm. you know? However, uh, in addition to that, you got to consider that there are some negative consequences to that. I think over time, you know, as an American freedom issue to me, though, I mean, it's blatantly obvious the government should not be involved in this, particularly the federal government should not be involved in it. I was kind of interested at the beginning because I heard the the gambling establishments that I heard talking about this after the ruling were like uh, the NBA will never will never allow them in on this. Yeah. Um, yeah and it. It's their product you're going to be gambling on. They're, you're, they're not going to be a part of it. And then all of a sudden, one of the first things that happens <laughs> yeah. is MGM makes them a part of it. Yeah. Well, part of this, it, you know, there's a 
couple of different reasons. Uh, part of this is, of course, that uh, you know you've got a situation where. I mean, that doesn't work, Keith. There's one camera there. It's my only shot. And the other one is through the window when everyone can see you duck and go under. There was no reason to duck. You should have just walked right in front of us. Theater of the mind, Stu. Theater of the mind. Okay, sorry. For those radio listeners, Keith doesn't know how television works. Um, but, uh, you know, Adam Silver coming in as the commissioner, uh, David Stern was the guy beforehand and was much more, like, you know, conservative and wanted to keep things the way they were. Um, and, you know, he was he led the NBA through a lot of really good years. Um, but Silver has really been a an innovator. He's done a lot of things like, you know, the, the two-minute report is one of those things where in the last two minutes of games, if the refs blow calls, they release it publicly. Oh. They go back mm. and review all the decisions in the last two minutes and say, okay, here's where we blew it. Things like that, transparency, and, you know, and, and admitting realities of the world, which is this is happening anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and why not be a part of it? It's a huge source of uh, revenue. It's $25 million at least over three years with MGM. It's a nice chunk of cash for the NBA. Uh, And, you know, so they have an official gaming partner. Now, remember, it's still really difficult in the United States to bet on uh, sports gaming. It will become easier over time. But, I mean, you know, we're probably going to be less than half the states anyway. Mm -hmm. But that's okay, you know. I mean, like, I think how many states can now, you know, marijuana is now going through this process a little bit. Where How many states now have it legalized for um, Quite a few. I mean, it's up to what, 10, 11? Nine or t- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in that. And no pun intended, it's nice to see these green shoots of federalism actually taking place with the marijuana and with gambling. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I am a fan of different states being able to make their choices. Federalism is, is, a, is a really good concept. It's one that we seem to have forgotten lately. And you see this with every one of our debates. The first thing everybody jumps to is what can the federal government do to stop it? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, here's a bad outcome. What can the federal government do to stop it? Now, a lot of times we wind up being in the line of, you know what? Not only the federal government, but no government should do anything about it. People should be able to make their own choices. And that's where we tend to land a lot. But, you know, the, the idea that states are, are sort of a, an in-between spot there, right? Like, you know, if Utah wants to do something and they want to say no, you, you know, you can't have access. Like, if, if Utah were to say no alcohol in Utah, Utah should be able to say no alcohol in Utah, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a constitutionally guaranteed right. Now, of course, prohibition did go through a constitutional process there, but it never – there's not a guaranteed right to alcohol, that is not what that right says. It just says that the federal government uh, is no longer bans it nationwide. Um, you know, but states should be able to make those choices for themselves. I mean, these are this is how these things work themselves out. And we're going to see we've got a real experiment going on with pot right now, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there even though it didn't go the right way because the federal government has still not made it legal. So all these states are just basically ignoring the federal law, um, but. So it's not really doing it the right way, but we're going to see over time whether people want this or not, whether there's a result that makes pe- that people are okay with. We get to see this kind of an action, and I think that's kind of exciting. Rather than people, you know, mm-hmm. top down, they're making some big rule to cover everybody. Let these states figure it out, and you know, in ten years, Texas can say, you know what, we think pot is the best thing in the world, or Colorado can say, wow, that was a mistake, and reverse it. That's their right, and I think that's the way it should be. How excited are you though that? Training camps have started. <laughs> oh, my God. NFL football is back. Uh, college football, <sighs> back for many schools. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine starts tomorrow. Oh, really? I, I just, I mean, it's been a long haul here without without any football, and it's about to end. Yeah. I can't wait 
It's true. I've been on sort of a high, as you may imagine, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl champions. And are they really? That. that can't end soon enough for me. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you want to hear me. Eagles high can't end soon enough. Uh, I know it's a, it's one of those things that people are rooting for my life to get worse. But uh-huh. uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Every other year around this time, I am like frantic to get football on my television i mean the first game is tomorrow right the the, yep. is yeah, the, right. Season the game? hall of fame game yeah it's tomorrow it was the bears i think are in it in the ravens bears and ravens which is not an exciting way to kick yeah, it off let's see what lamar jackson's got you right? might as well throw a crap heap game in that first game though because <laughs> everybody's know, gonna watch everyone's gonna watch it anyway i'm gonna flip it on no matter what it is <laughs> yep um but you know because of the eagles thing i you know i i cherish this time until Really, until the last second ticks off in the Super Bowl, as I can still count them as defending champions until that moment. I mean, yep. you'd almost be happy if they just canceled football from now on, because like then it, you just end with the Super Bowl champions. Like, if, if they were like, you know what, CTE's worse than I thought, <laughs> league's over, I'd be like, all right, well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> I am hoping, the one thing I am hoping for, if I'm rooting for, I'm obviously rooting for a repeat, which is very difficult to do and doesn't really happen all that often. The one other thing I am uh, rooting for this year is that the Eagles could be the team that ends the Patriots thing. Like, Mm. I would love for that to be the very last part of it, the last gasp. Mm -hmm. Maybe they get into the playoffs and lose in the first (laughs) round, or they go 8-8 and because Brady Mm. doesn't play all that well, or whatever the situation is. It's hard to imagine them not going 11-5 and or better, Uh but I would love for that. See, see, and I have the same now. uh, Opposite, I'm sorry. Uh, I want the Patriots to hang on. Long enough. <laughs> Can't believe I actually say this. I want the Falcons to get some vengeance against yeah, them. Yeah. So I actually want them to stick around long enough for the Falcons to. Eh, Gosh, never I, I got to say, I was revisiting that Falcons <sighs> game again the other day, and We're what good. a well, you want to talk about torture? I, I honestly don't think I would have been able to survive it, that game. Twenty six to three. Is that what it was? Twenty eight to three. Twenty eight to three. Twenty eight to three. Seventeen minutes and seven Gosh. seconds left in the game. But so I'm, I'm revisiting this, and I'm going. I don't know why, and I, I bring this up only to torture Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was actually reading about this the other day, and, and again, you remember what happened there, where they have the ball in field goal range, up eight in the waning moments of the game. Okay. And they, mm-hmm. they get this amazing completion to Julio Jones which, to get them in which, this situation. Hold on, timeout. Amazing sideline completion of amazing. Julio Jones. And I have not watched one play of that game. So I'm doing this from memory. The second that happened, mm-hmm. I got a text from a friend that said, wow, an amazing catch by Julio. I said, why the hell are we passing in the first place? Then what happens, Stu? Yeah, well, then they decided to pass instead of run. And not only that, they also get... Uh, a missed block, a, a missed, holding okay, penalty, holding penalty mm-hmm. which, yep. uh, which takes them out of field goal range. I mean... And then they lose, which is, I mean, but even even at that point when they have to kick, they still should win the game. They're forced to pass. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Devontae Freeman, who's, uh, uh, is, who's, who's agent during uh-huh. Super Bowl run-up, decided it was time, here, to, uh, time, to, um, to hold, uh, time to get a new again, contract. Again, we're getting into the Falcon weeds Misses here. a block. Um, See, this is, yeah. So. I just wanted to run out the clock here. I just wanted to make sure that my segment <laughs> was full, so I just brought up the Falcon Super Bowl loss. I apologize uh, to all the listeners. Uh, is, it, is the air conditioner but, on in there? Because I'm getting a little, <laughs> a little heated. Uh, but it's going to be great to see it again just it to is. be able to watch it i mean it aaron Rodgers healthy yeah uh, seemingly uh mm-hmm. and uh you know this could be yeah, they just lost their inside uh their inside linebacker though uh yeah. jake ryan out for the season acl oh God. i hate that it's stuff this is that worst. time of year this too. is it yeah i mean every I, other day if you're a football fan this is your least favorite time of year because yeah. of course it's you're excited that it's coming back but these are games that don't mean anything that don't really tell you much. Yep. That you don't really watch. Mm-hmm. They're practices you don't even see. So when you, you lose somebody t- for the yeah. season, oh, it's brutal. The Patriots had that with Julian Edel- Edelman Edelman, last yeah. year, yeah. and out for the season from some meaningless, stupid uh, preseason game. Yeah. It's, just, it's so frustrating. It makes it really hard. 
By the way, uh, uh, did you see the fat pics of Tom Brady last week? Where you just showed well, what a he is fat slob he is now. What is wrong with him? With legs. Oh my gosh. I thought, At first, that, I thought it was I Jeffy. Thought it Jeffy. Was. Jeffy. Jeffy. Yeah. Jeffy, when did you pose with... I thought, uh, wow, he's with... Giselle. Giselle Bunch. And I thought for... Because yeah, it was weird, because I thought for sure Giselle had a restraining order against <laughs> Jeffy. Like, I thought that was a thing for sure. Can you believe what people were making out of that? I was like, nothing. Uh, nothing. No, I, you know, I mean, again, he wasn't ripped. No, he's not. He's never but been he's, ripped, I don't think though. he's ever been, yeah. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's a precise guy. He's not an athlete athlete in the sense of like wow look at how far he can run and no, jump everybody knows he's, just, he's yeah. like a six eight forty guy yeah <laughs> he <laughs> runs the 40 <laughs> in about 12 seconds right so he's really slow he just is a good passer yeah. with a good arm accurate and knows the game so well there's just a le- there's a level of um because we always say this about women like oh we shouldn't body shame women we, we should all we, how dare you airbrush someone no one wants that first of all it's bullcrap yeah we all love uh, everybody loves uh including women by the way are the ones buying these magazines love the airbrush look love everybody looking perfect there's nothing wrong with that by the way there's nothing wrong with striving for per- perfection you're never going to get there mm-hmm. but there's nothing wrong with striving for it um but the thing is with you know the same thing you expect every athlete to be completely ripped and everything did you see um you know it's just a level of vanity kicks in did you see this uh, thing with madden uh, football and the dallas cowboys guy um where no. there was a picture of him in one of the promos or something it was i can't remember who the guy was like a defensive guy on, on the cowboys and they showed him and he, and he just you know he just kind of had a bit of a gut yeah and he's like like I a even, lineman or yeah, something that wasn't i don't think he's a defensive end maybe Okay. Is it, uh, or outside linebacker? But he, Tyrone Crawford? Uh, Isn't happy with his Humpty Dumpty body in Madden? Maybe that was it. I don't remember. <laughs> and, and, he, and it was so bad, he actually complained to Madden, and Madden made him thinner. They actually no changed it to get way. him into better shape. I see this now. Now, in reality... Oh, he's got a gut. I'll tweet this at Hangry in, Doesn't he? I, I think I, in reality, I'm, he's in pretty good shape. Uh, that picture showed... Oh, well, maybe he's changed now, because uh-huh. he looks more buffed than that. I don't know the guy's name. You might be looking at our different guy. Too. No, I, yeah. no. It's, it's, it's the right story? Yeah, he looks good in real yeah, life. In real life, yeah, he's he, apparently in really good shape. Wait, he's I'll like, tweet what this the hell? <laughs> Which I stuff. would understand, too. You know, there's a long history of, of oh, athletes. Oh, they're sensitive about that. Yeah, I mean, a lot... Super sensitive about that. The ratings are what they're kind of famous for complaining about like i i yeah. think i should be 99 speed you have me as 89 speed how dare you right that happens all the time i yes. don't think it's ever happened where a guys like i just look too fat there can you fix it <laughs> like i <laughs> that's like you know what yes you know ea sports is like you know what yes we can that's yeah. kind of awesome it is kind of a good yeah. kind of a fun story all right triple eight you, you have time to stick around for a couple of uh, yeah stories, I can stick around yeah okay. sure all right triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three um let me tell you about something you may not have heard a lot about yet but it's growing and it's a huge threat and a lot of people don't know about it but you should let's say you just got a threatening letter from some bank you don't recognize because you don't bank with them and you've never done any business with them and maybe you've never even heard of them and they say they're foreclosing on your home because you made zero payments on your hundred thousand dollar equity loan well if that was me you know, just a few weeks ago before I knew about uh, home title lock, I might have just thrown it away thinking it was some kind of scam. Um, 
And then what happens is you could lose your home for, because you haven't made the payments. Uh, th- these guys are amazing. Did you have you? Did they do this thing with you where they show you your home? Yeah, they and, did. Like they show you how easy it would be to it change. Took this. Them fifteen minutes to, 15 s- to minutes. steal my home. Uh, that made that freaked me out. You realize how easy it is. Completely I mean, this is your biggest me. investment, and 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 people can screw with it very easily if you don't have this. Well, because all of our information is online, so all they do is get a uh, Texas. Uh, what is it called? I don't have it in front of me right now. A deed quit, a quit deed, short, a Texas quit deed, short form or something. Short form. Then they put all the information on there. They just transfer your information that they find online, mm-hmm. and then they forge your signature. And I was looking at my signature on that document, thinking that was mine because it looks just like what I do for documents like that. And they just traced my signature, so it was super easy for them to forge it. I'm like, how did you do that? Well, you just traced it. And it took them 15 minutes to do it. And then they could take that and take out an equity loan on my home that I would then be responsible for. And if you don't pay it, you could lose your home. Sometimes they just sell the home right out from under you, too. It's an amazing scam that's worse than identity theft and fraud. Because usually when your identity is stolen, you know, they run up your credit card bill to, you know, 1000 or 1500 or whatever. And then they're caught. Or they're stopped by the bank. This could be six figures or more. This could be a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand. It could yeah. be a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. So do what we both did and sign up for Home Title Lock for pennies a day. Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title because it's all available online. It's so easy for these thieves. Make it really difficult. Make it impossible for them. The instant they detect tampering, they're on it to shut it down. You can find out if you're already a victim of home of uh, title fraud by getting your $60 search for free when you sign up at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where uh, Tom Sheehan tweets, Hey, Keith, make sure you tell Stu that the NFL team in the western part of Pennsylvania has six Lombardi trophies, which is the most of any NFL team. Uh, I, I'm not familiar with any other team with in, in <laughs> Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm, and I'm not saying a damn thing. I have yeah. zero in my town. Uh, uh, well, that's first of all, you know, that's, it's tough. And the Packers, though, have a nice argument on this yeah. one as well. They've done fairly well. 13 uh, although NFL last, championships. Last year was Thank a you. rough ending for that Steelers team. I mean, that was a good team. Yeah, they were. And, they were good. Uh, you know, really, uh, did they lose to Jacksonville? Was that they how? did, but they yeah. lost home field because of that stupid call against New England in the regular season. Remember that? when? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. That was a terrible call. Yeah. Also, Brett out of shape writes, uh, I believe the word you're looking for to describe Tom Brady's athleticism is... White. White. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. It's about right. That's right. That's I about mean, right. There are some exceptions to that rule. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, for instance. You yeah, know, pretty athletic. Pretty athletic. Yeah, yeah. Pretty athletic. There is one. 
There's one. Okay, there's yeah, there's, there's one, one exception to that there's one. There's one exception. There's one. <laughs> Actually, Taysom Hill, who is is uh, you know, oh, yeah. from BYU, and the I, I Saints are really I high mean, on him. How about Jordy Nelson? Right. I mean, you Jordy want to talk Nelson's about, I mean, really. So, there, I mean, there are that has changed over the years. There was a time I feel that there were very few. Uh, really fast competitive, white fast white guys. Yeah, there yeah, are really, some now. There, there are, are a there lot are now. Some. Yeah, that's that's changed quite a bit over the years. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's. A I don't know why we went through that period where you know they're, they they were all kind of plotting and none of them could <laughs> yeah. jump. I think, the like, game, I think the game changed. You know, and then there was more of a market for an athletic. faster guys. Yeah, I, that, yeah, you know, it turned in. I mean, there was a time like right. Look, we used to praise certainly in in if I may speak for white culture here for a moment. <laughs> sure, but like white culture would praise uh, Hoosiers. Right for basketball, yeah. right? Like a a team that mm-hmm. followed the rules really well, that executed really well, that made clutch shots when they had to, and played good defense. Mm-hmm. Like that was the like a the workmanlike culture. approach, but not super athletic. Right? Yeah, you just did everything the right the right way. You worked your butt off. You, yep. you showed up every day. Technique. That was like it was about that, and like the athleticism has really has has taken over. Where there's not a lot of teams. Mm. I mean, you remember um, the you know back at the the '90s, you brought up um, Loyola Marymount the other day because of a quilt bag, the quilt bag story, <laughs> yeah. and it made me think of back in the 90s there was a there was a real divide between Loyola Marymount who was scoring over 120 points a game Mm -hmm. and Princeton who came out and made the tournament and knocked off Giants in the tournament uh and and there's no shot clock at the time and they were running they're scoring 40 42 points a game yeah you know they score 40 they score 50 they'd run the clock down it was a 45 second clock I guess back then and they would run it down to to five seconds every single time before they even ran a play um and it's like that sort of divide was a in some ways a cultural divide I think in sports for a long time and we're you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where well, like the you know white culture, as it were, was really prioritized. Um, you know, it was white men can't jump, right? I mean, I'm not making a new observation here. It was that movie yeah. where like Woody Harrelson would, you know, he was he could hit outside jumpers and he played tough defense, and then you know, uh, uh, Wesley Snipes yeah. was dunking it and behind the back passes, and like there was a little bit of that that was actually real. Part of it played up in the movies, but some of it was actually real. And I feel like that's pretty much gone by the wayside now. I mean, you remember back in the NBA for a long time, it was like a Dirk Nowitzki or nothing. Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the only white guys that actually made it to the NBA were usually foreign tall guys. You know, George Murison <laughs> go, would get baby. into the NBA somehow. And you'd be like, all right, he's seven eight. I kind of get it. Um, it's like now you really do, that's not the case anymore. I mean, like, no. and look at I mean Adam Thielen last year in the NBA is another guy, yep. white dude, one of the leads leading receivers, explosive guy. I mean, Jordy Nelson certainly. I mean, like you know, there was a time where there were, we talked about this. I think back in the Pat and Stu days. That there was a there is a believed um, uh, prejudice against white white running backs when it came to being drafted because yeah, people just believed they were slower despite the times. Yeah, you know, I mean, guys would not get drafted because they were yeah. like, oh well, he's 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 not as fast. Rex Burkhead, baby. Yeah, Burkhead is a good example of that. Uh, you know, uh, now what's his face on uh, Carolina was drafted pretty high. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, Christian McCaffrey, but uh, you know, Toby Gerhardt before that was McCaffrey's like, a four or five guy. Four, four, yeah. four, five. Really fast. And yeah, it's like, really fast. I, it's weird how we build these things into our head, and, and you know, uh-huh. we we assume they can never change, but they do. You know, they, even these big cultural sort of uh, situations that that have lasted for multiple decades wind up, you know, switching in a pretty short amount of times these days. It's interesting though, because when you watch the NFL Network's top one hundred countdown, you know, the guys who were voted on by the players yeah. as the top one hundred players. There's not, you know, I mean, there are some white guys on there, but there, it's. It's mostly not. 
The league, Still. The league is, uh, you know, anyone knows is it the 75%? It, it's about 75%, isn't I think it, it is. Um, so, yeah, that's, so it's that's probably be, about right. Yeah, and, and obviously there's a lot of, you know, uh, there's there's definitely, I mean, like there's certain positions that are dominated by races. We talked about this at... Uh, the, the offensive line. Offensive line, there's a lot of white dudes, <laughs> if right? If you're not carrying the ball... You, oh, quarterback. There's a yeah. lot of white quarterbacks. There are some quarterbacks. And you're not Certainly getting your kickers and punters. Um, you've got that going on And there's going to be some more um, white quarterbacks. Like I was talking yesterday about, uh, have you seen the thing on um, Baker Mayfield? It's called All the Way Up, I think. Really interesting documentary oh, really? About, about him yeah. and his rise and where he came from. The kid uh, threw 67 touchdowns <laughs> to eight interceptions in high school and nobody wanted him. Jeez. At a perennial powerhouse texas high school i he threw for 6200 yards in his junior and senior amazing. year amazing and 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 that kind of touchdown to to interception ratio and he has to walk on at two separate colleges and then still makes it to the nfl as the number one overall draft pick. that's amazing pretty yeah. amazing story yeah it's really cool it, it, the, these things are weird you know there's, there's these weird things that happen in those situations i was watching something and darren sproles his last year is this year He's one of the all-time leaders in an NFL and all-purpose yardage. Plays, of course, for the Philadelphia Eagles. But go back and look at his, not only his high school stats, which are bonkers. I mean, it's like 200 touchdowns in college. It's like insane. Oh, The wow. same thing. I think he went to Kansas State. Same thing. All of his numbers are over like the moon crazy. But, you know, he's 5'3", or whatever it is, 5'6". Yeah. So, you know, he he slipped in the draft and still had this amazing career. He did. And, like, that's the thing. Like, you shouldn't look at, obviously, skin color and and or, you know, size is a factor, but not as important. I mean, look at Steph Curry. It's the same situation. Obviously, Steph Curry should have been at the top of that draft. And instead, yeah. he was, like, what, 8th or 10th because he yeah. was too small. Like, everyone thought he was going to be too small. You look past all those things and you find the actual talent you wind up putting together you know much better teams i think yeah all right um we've got uh uh something to tell you about here from uh bomb shot lip balm is it's just great stuff this stuff is going to protect your lips it's gonna it's going to stay protected in this handy uh case that that it's in that looks like a shotgun shell and it's going to set off liberals in your life because it looks like a shotgun shell, which I love. I love that. My wife loves this. Keith loves it. This is just great lip balm. And for Blaze listeners only, you can go to balmshot.com, use the promo code PAT, and uh, you'll get a, if you buy a two-pack, you'll get a three-pack and uh, a third for free and so on. B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com. Balmshot.com. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888 Meant to talk to uh, Stu about this, but we never got to it. Because um, he's big into sin taxes. And, well, not having them. Not <laughs> yes, having them. Yes. Um, a new study has shown that taxing alcohol, sugar, and tobacco is just a way the government makes more money from low-income people. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Hello. How many times have we said it? 
It's always made uh, logical sense since those with low incomes tend to spend a disproportionate amount of their money on junk food, alcohol, and tobacco than the wealthy do. When governments introduce soda taxes as some benevolent way to force people to make better choices, it's really about more tax money. You can't force people to make better choices. What, what are they going to choose to do? When, what they do choose is when the tax is imposed in a city like Philadelphia, they go outside the city limits and buy the soda there, you morons. Or they just plain spend more money on the soda. They're not going to stop buying it. Uh, it's ag- agonizing. Um, yep. But it's just pennies, according to supporters. Uh, penny per ounce tax. Sure. If it's just pennies, how will it actually deter people from buying it? And it's not just pennies. We determined the tax in Philadelphia was, I'm trying to think, uh, we just had this last week. How much was the tax in Philly? Maybe somebody can call it, us and I tell us. I think it doubled us. the, the, the it price. It doubles the price. Mm-hmm. Almost doubles it, I think. Well, much you can't... Uh, On a like a six-pack or a 12-pack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't legislate morality. You also can't tax people into submission when it comes to morality either. Or your perception of morality as a legislator. And it's so frustrating in a nation that was founded on freedom and, and liberty that this is an experiment one after another that fails. Yeah. It's not a deterrent at all. And that's the way it, it turned out in this study. It's a way to get taxes from people who pay less in income taxes and they pay more in these sin taxes. Um, a conservative think tank found that these taxes cost poor families up to 10 times more than they cost the wealthy. So it's a regressive tax. Um, decades of high taxes on tobacco and alcohol in many different countries suggest uh, that despite very high rates of duty, smoking is much more common among low-income groups in Britain. And while alcohol consumption is lower among these groups, <clears throat> rates of alcohol-related harm are considerably higher. So what the, and they also found that sugar taxes aren't providing any health benefits either. <laughs> and it's really not about, it's not about the health benefits no. anyway. It's about these money-grubbing municipalities grubbing more money and just taking more from you. They're just trying to fund all of their crappy programs that they can't fund without the syntax. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of times they, they sell it as for health programs. Yeah. Well, stop being disingenuous because if it were for health programs, you can't sit there and say, well, we want, we want the money going to these coffers for these programs, but we need you to continue to eat and drink unhealthy yeah. to fund them. It's just madness. Doesn't make any sense on, on any level. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yesterday we talked to you about the uh, Canadian, and I I mean my hats off to him. I yeah. I think more more power to you, my hero. A guy took advantage of the system. This is what we said was going to happen, and that's why people are pissed about it. But uh, a guy who is a guy has no intention of actually being a trans person, living as a trans, <laughs> living as a woman. But he went to the doctor and got a note that said he wanted to be a woman. He told the doctor, yeah, I'd I'd like to be a woman. So (laughs) the doctor signed off on the document, which he took to City Hall, and he had his gender changed from male to female so he could get a lower rate on his car insurance. I would so do that. 
I should. <laughs> Wait, what's stopping me from doing that? <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> I mean, if 15 minutes can save you 15% of Geico, <laughs> then let's say an hour and a half mm. at the doctor's office and yeah. uh, trip down to City Hall. And a trip down to City Hall can save you $1,100 a year on your car insurance. Huh. And that's what he did. My so wheels now, are turning. Now the transgender community are all pissed off. All right. Shut up. Uh, he actually did change his birth certificate and his driver's license to get the cheaper uh, uh, price. Um, they referred to him as David uh, at, this, at CBC. And some transgenders now are saying this is a stunt that cheapens their cause. It sort of cast doubt on everybody else's motives for making those changes, according to Marie Little, former chair of the Trans Alliance Society. I think it gives ammunition to people who want to take rights away from trans people. <clears throat> I don't want to take any rights away from trans people. No, I just want lower insurance. <laughs> That's, all. That's all I need. I mean, can't we just... It's common ground! It used to be that Albertans had to produce a doctor's note to switch gender markers on their personal documents. But in June, the government halted that requirement for adults, which opened the door to simply mark their genders, male, female, or X, the latter being for those who don't fit male or female binaries, which, of course, so many people don't. And I, I, right? I'm, I, I mean, me, I do not. How many people? Uh, is it billions that don't fit either male or female? Yeah, trillions. Don't try to put me into that binary nope. uh, choice. Mm-hmm. I won't accept it. Put me in the cheaper insurance requested slot. Now, David said he he didn't mean any disrespect to the trans community. He just wanted to save money, but they don't take that explanation uh, very kindly. Whether he says, I didn't mean to do harm to the trans community is irrelevant because the impact is very real to a community that's already quite vulnerable. Uh, and he lied, so that really speaks to this person's integrity. I certainly would question this person's motives. It ends up being a big stunt. So... He, he saved eleven hundred dollars on car yeah, insurance. Yeah. He admitted his his motivation. He yeah, didn't he did. Lie. Having a system that empowers people to change their identity marker is about respecting, protecting, and advancing human rights. Our goal is for Alberta to be a modern and inclusive province, one where people aren't punished by a system that makes it difficult for them to express their own their gender identity, which enabled this guy to do what he did. And this is what we said in the first place when you're making these feel good changes to society what do you think is going to happen of course somebody's going to jump up and take advantage of it and that's what we've said about this bathroom situation the whole time is i'm not as concerned about any transgenders using the the restroom as i am a person who's not trans going in there and saying they are so that they can be a perv (laughs) and look at women or do, or worse. Oh. Or do worse. Tangled web we weave. I mean, are you telling me that's not a possibility? How can you even It's happened. I it's happened. To people we know in this it's building. Happened. Yes. It has happened already. Oh. And it it's happened twice to one of them where a guy was in the bathroom and she went to she went out and got an employee and they're like, "Yeah, sorry, we can't do anything about that." Oh. Okay, so this man, who's an obvious man, not even pretending really to be a woman, just said he was. Um, he, he can be in there looking at women the whole time, and that's not an issue. Yeah, we can't, we can't do anything about that. Corporate policy. 
we've got an inclusive policy here. Well, how inclusive is that of the women, of the actual women who are in the bathroom and who don't want a man and they're leering at them? Well, then they're hateful. <laughs> that's your answer. <laughs> so what kind of madness? I mean, that's not, you're not even thinking about the safety of women at all. You're not even concerned about safety for women. It's ludicrous and it's harmful. And, you know, I'm happy that a guy who is called BS on this in Canada and took advantage of it. All right. Well, this is what we told you was going to happen. Unintended consequences of this kind of stuff. He better not back down. I don't think he will. I need a hero. And right now, he's my hero. (laughs) (laughs) And it led to the unintended consequences of the gender situation like we had with the wrestler here in Texas. There was a track person back mm-hmm. east somewhere. New Jersey. Um, and, I mean, it's just going to happen more and more. As people see opportunities, as guys see opportunities to dominate in women's sports. <gasps> How dare you say guys could dominate women's sports? How dare you? There's no difference between men and women's sports. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell that to the track guy and the wrestler. And then come back to me on that. The wrestler who was taking testosterone is actually a girl. And she competed against girls because she had to because that's her anatomy right now. But she's on lots of testosterone, which makes her stronger than all the girls around her. She was unbeaten for the whole year, like 52 and 0 or something, 55 and 0 and state champion. And the other girls are pissed. Because they don't get the advantage of being on steroids. She does. Hmm. Okay. Again, unintended consequences. I mean, the fact that we even have to have this conversation as it's, a society. It's incredible, isn't it? It's <sighs> incredible. 888 Also, I want to talk some more about this. Uh, are, are we going to get uh, Cody Wilson on this week? We're working on it. I'm trying to get him in here to Glenn had him this. on today. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, he's an interesting guy. He is the guy, of course... Who did the whole, what am I resisting thing? You know, who, this. Un, you know, in whose conception, under what paradigm? paradigm. You, know? you know, I'm just resisting. What am I resisting? I don't know. I don't the collectivization know. of manufacture. The institutionalization, the institutionalization of the human, human psyche. psyche. I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. But I can tell but, you one thing. This yeah. is a symbol of reversibility. They can never eradicate the gun from the earth. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so that pretentiousness has been put to the side a bit now. Because he's older, wiser. I think he was like 25 when he when he was here that that time. It was in 2013. Well, he's 30 now, and he's grown, and he's been through a lot. And uh, he had a great explanation today um, about this 3D printed gun situation. A Republican senator on Tuesday blocked legislation that would ban the blueprints of 3D printed guns from being posted online. Bill Nelson of Florida tried to pass a bill by unanimous consent that would make it illegal to intentionally publish a digital file that programs a 3D printer to manufacture a firearm. Uh, Okay, so why shouldn't they block this if this is people's copyrighted material? Well, he said this morning that stuff isn't copyrighted material. He's using using old blueprints. Mm Mm-hmm on uh, copyrights and patents that have expired. So, I mean, that removes any last problem I had with this. 
And he also said that we should uh, be concerned with safety standards like the plastic guns that you can print. The 3D plastic guns that you can't detect at the airport. He said we should maybe uh, make accommodation for that to stop that uh, because that's a safety issue. Anyway, we'll hopefully get him on the air uh, sometime this week and we'll ask him again. Have you figured out what it is you're resisting? Do you know now? (laughs) Is it the collectivization of manufacture or is it the institutionalization of the human psyche? I really want to know. And I think all inquiring minds want to. Uh, Like many Americans, speaking of guns, you probably have one at home for personal uh, protection. But when was the last time you practiced with it? Have you gone to the range lately? Have you bought a lot of ammo to fire at the range? Well, we've got something for you that revolutionizes. Home firearm training. iTarget Pro uses your actual gun and their app with a laser in place of a bullet. And that way, the laser detects exactly where your shots are landing on the target. It's really a cool process. It's a lot of fun. And it eliminates the need to buy all kinds of ammo. You don't have to do that anymore. And it saves you a bunch of money in ammo and range fees. And you can practice at home where it matters most and where you might have to defend yourself and your family. Right now, save 10% when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTargetPro system. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com, promo code PAT. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Alrighty. 888-933-93 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. LeBron James talking about the president again. I like this guy less every time I see him open his mouth. <laughs> uh, here he is uh, telling CNN's Don Lemon talking about the uh, president and the fact that he's using sports to divide people. When you're a part of sports and you're a part of your mind, it just brings some, so much camaraderie and so much fun. You know, we, we, we are in a position right now in America, more importantly, where this whole this race thing is, is, is taking over, you know, and, and um, because one, because I believe our president is kind of trying to divide us. Um, but I think kind of is is not I want to say kind of he's, he's dividing us. And, and what I noticed over the last few months um, that he's kind of used sport to kind of divide us and I and that's something that I can't relate to because I know that sport was the first time I ever was around someone right. white sport. you know and I mm-hmm. and I and I got an opportunity sport. to see them sport. and learn about yeah. them and they got an opportunity to learn about me and we became uh-huh. very good friends and I was mm-hmm. like oh wow this is all because of sports and sports has never been something that divide people it's always right. been something that brings so someone together so why why are so many of your friends in the NFL kneeling for the national anthem if sport doesn't divide people? That's why we're asking them not to kneel and protest during the game. Hmm. Because we just all want to come together and watch a good football game. Yeah. 
I also have another problem with LeBron James there, and it's um, oh, in Britain they man. refer to sports as sport. This is America. It's <laughs> sports every time you say it. Okay. Sports. Yeah. Well, if you're talking about multiple sports, mm-hmm. you would say sports. Which he was. If you're talking basketball, that's a sport. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, of course, Barack Obama never divided no. anybody on race. In fact, oh I believe God. it was actually somewhere, what? roughly speaking, around noon Eastern mm. on January 20th, 2017. I think it was the first time mm. that anybody who was one color had a disagreement with anybody who was of a different color in this country, just right around that time. (laughs) Not to be too specific, but until that, man, it was lollipops and rainbows and unicorns and whatnot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, look at the job that Barack Obama did Mm -hmm. on race relations in this country during that eight-year span. Light years backwards. I mean, we went back 50 years in race relations Nobody even talked about it before then. I, we were like, we, we were okay with each other it was before then. absolutely not a thing. It wasn't. On January 20th. It wasn't. 2009. It sure didn't feel like it. It sure didn't feel like it was a thing uh, before Obama came, it yeah. came into being. And then for eight years, it was the only thing. Yeah. And he missed such an opportunity. We've talked about this before. He missed such an opportunity there. He could have been a post-racial president. He could have contributed to a post-racial society. We we could have taken the next step and gone to the next level. Instead, we went backward. And we went backward a long way because of Barack Obama. And because he saw race. He talked about race. And before that, presidents were doing that. They didn't lead us down that road. George W. Bush never led us down a racial road at all. But Obama certainly did. Uh, wow. So, um, LeBron James. Like, I'm beginning to understand why Stu dislikes him so much. <laughs> beginning to, to comprehend that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. This is a really sad story and should be a cautionary cautionary tale for everyone. A Wisconsin man has lost both of his legs. You would never in a million years guess that this would be a possibility because he was licked by his dog. Oh no! What? Yeah, I've got problems. Uh, I've got a. If you allow your dog oh, no. to lick you, I. This is what I tell my family all the time. Oh. Come on. Don't let them lick you in the face right. like that. Don't get in their face. Like with in your the face. mouth <laughs> or certainly on your tongue. No. <laughs> it's nasty. You know where that tongue's been. I mean, <laughs> it's not even that you don't know where that tongue has been. You do know where that tongue has been. Yeah, just assume the worst, man. And it's been nowhere wonderful. I'll tell you that right now. Ugh. You see dogs licking themselves all the time. Of course, there's going to be some bacteria there. Well, they've got something special in their mouth that kills all that bacteria. No, apparently not. Apparently not. Not always, anyway. Uh, Greg Matufel contracted some kind of uh, dog disease bacteria I can't pronounce. and it, But it's something that's found only in dog saliva uh, that can cause sepsis. Oh, Kapnikabakutabakutaka? Mm-hmm. 
That's how we're pronouncing it. Today. If you want, if you really wanted to take a shot at it, yeah, I see. guess it would be capnocytophaga. canamorsis. Okay, capno <laughs> capnocytophaga canamorsis. I'm not even close. It's not auto-completing for me on Google. That's a bacteria found in dog saliva that can cause sepsis. The blood infection spread quickly through this guy and resulted in amputations of both his feet. Now doctors say they will eventually be forced to remove his lower legs and his nose oh, as well. What in the Good gosh. This guy is lucky to be alive and he's losing all kinds of body parts, including his nose. It hit him with a vengeance, just bruising him all over. He looked like somebody beat him up with a baseball bat, according to his wife. This type of bacteria comes from the saliva of dogs. This, this infection in his blood triggered a very severe response on his body. Heavy drinkers, people who've had uh, spleens removed, and individuals with HIV or cancer are most at risk. For contracting this infection. Did you say heavy drinkers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did say heavy drinkers. Okay. More than 99% of people that have dogs will never have this issue. Mm-hmm. It's just chance. And so you just don't know. So don't let your dog lick you in the mouth Ugh. or the face. Um, Matt Fuel's family has already raised $18,000 through a GoFundMe page focused on taking care of his upcoming plastic surgeries. Obviously, he's going to need that to replace his nose. Good gosh, this is just awful. You would never think. I would just think it's nasty. That's what I've always thought. Yeah, that's yeah, enough of a nasty. warning right there. <laughs> uh, but I never thought you could get some kind of deadly disease that might cost you your legs from something like this. But you can. So if you're in a habit of you know, giving kisses to your doggy, with your mouth, you might want to rethink that. Uh, just a good safety tip from Pat Gray Unleashed. <laughs> Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. It's Pat, and thanks for listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. When you have some time, you should check out The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I think you're going to really like it. You can find it wherever you download your favorite podcast. Pat Gray is here on The Blaze Radio Network. Triple Eight. 900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on the Twitterverse thing, you know, stuff. You don't sound very excited about that. <clears throat> well, no, I'm very excited about it. I, they call me Mr. Twitter. <laughs> they do? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I'm all about Twitter and uh, the, the snap face and stuff. It's not called snap face. Yeah. That, you know what I'm talking about. No, it's called it's the uh, snap face Facebook. <laughs> 
Something chat book. Yeah, something like that. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, President Trump has some pretty big supporters. I think we're all aware of that. What? Yeah, he's. I mean, people that think he can't do anything wrong, people who've changed their points of view to fit his. Uh, it's really kind of fun, and um, and there is a there is a guy Ron DeSantis in Florida who is campaigning for Florida governor, who is a tip a a really big uh, Trump fan, and uh, actually did a whole commercial thirty seconds worth of of just Trump stuff. I mean, he didn't even he didn't even talk about Florida. He didn't talk about his policies. He just talked to is Trump that popular in Florida where all you have to do is say, yeah, I'm all about Trump. I love Trump, man. Trump. I just say Trump things. And uh, in fact, I'm raising my family on Trumpisms because hmm. that's essentially what he's saying in this ad. Listen to this from Ron DeSantis. Everyone knows my husband, Ron DeSantis, is endorsed by President Trump, but he's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing with the kids. Build the wall. He reads... Build a wall, and he's building a wall of blocks with the kids. Really cute and adorable. Okay, so and now he's going to do some other Trump stuff. Stories. Then Mr. Trump said, you're fired. I love that part. You love that part where he says you're fired? Okay, that's, that means people are out of jobs. I don't He's teaching Madison to talk. Make America great again. People say Ron's all Trump, but he is so much more. Big league. So good. Big league. I just thought you should know. Ron DeSantis for governor. (laughs) No, it sounds like Ron DeSantis is for Trump. That's what it sounds like. For governor? I don't know. But he's definitely for Trump. I mean, is that where we are now? Obviously it is. Obviously, that's where the Republican Party is right now. And and look, I don't hate Donald Trump. I you know think he's done a pretty decent job with a lot of things. Talked about that a million times. But this is ridiculous. Yeah, this Ron- is a cult of personality thing. That's fright. I'm getting scared now. Yeah, <laughs> you're starting to frighten the kids. And Ron, stop it. He's a good member of Congress. He's yes. in the Freedom Caucus. Yeah, he is right. one of the very few handful of sane voices. That. He's in the Freedom Caucus. Oh my gosh! Oh, that makes it even worse. Yeah. I'd forgotten he was a member of the Freedom Caucus. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Help me. Wow. I mean, building the wall—that's okay. Mm-hmm. Make America great. So generic, it can mean anything you want it to mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing, you, oh, you're fired. You're fired. Okay, I don't, I don't even know how that fits into a policy equation at all. I don't know. I just, I mean, that is something else. The guy's not talking about his policies. He's not talking about where he stands. He's talking about Trump worship. That's what he's talking about. Wow. You know what this is like? It is like the I Pledge campaign. Do you remember that? Anybody remember the I Pledge campaign where they went through this whole thing and we... We're all over these people. A bunch of celebrities, a bunch of politicians were all pledging their support for Barack Obama. Anybody remember that? Um, and at the very end were um, was Demi Moore and um, her husband at the time, the guy who did the Ashton, pranks, Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. Mm-hmm. 
and listen to what they said uh, about uh, Obama and their pledge to him. I pledge to be a servant to our president and all mankind. They pledge to be a servant to our president. Okay, that we thought that was creepy. We were terrified. We were terrified by that. It was weird. It was creepy. It was this cult of personality thing that, okay, you're going to be a servant to the president? Well, we're there. I mean, we're the, Ron DeSantis is there. It's Is it any better coming from the right than it was coming from the left? 888 oh, I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Is it is it any different or is it any better? Or am I misreading this situation? Is this completely different? Seems like the same thing. The cult of personality. Pretty Would, would it surprise me now? To have groups of youth singing songs about their dedication to Trump like they did with Obama? Not at all. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a congressional chorus line of Republicans were <laughs> singing songs to Trump. <laughs> I mean, that's about the, the only thing that hasn't been done so far in this really strange uh, Trump worship almost. It's gotten to the point where there really aren't principles and values. There's just everything Trump believes. And if he believes it, I believe it. Just a quick look through uh, YouTube. Um, mm. I haven't heard any of these, but it uh, looks, like, uh, looks like it's been done. Songs for Trump. Oh, my gosh. Has it really? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to. So we got that going for us. What did you, what did you, uh, did you type into? Uh, I typed in uh, kids. Song for Trump. I got the official Donald Trump jam. Mm. Donald Trump for president song for kids. Got the 16-year-old raps about Trump. Official music video. Uh, oh, okay. boy. Looks like, uh, look, oh, looks like those, um, look like those, uh, looks like somebody did a song at, at Fox News for, uh, for Trump. <laughs> They're in the studio. Somebody did a uh, Trump song at Fox Okay, let's see. Uh, going. Oh, did they? Uh, Trump rally features singing <laughs> girls. Yeah, did we play that? We may. Did we? We may have played hmm. that. None actually. of these look familiar to me. Um, that's fascinating. So it's already been done. Good. Yeah. Good. We're already there. It's not coming. <laughs> it's already here. Yeah. Let's see. This. Uh, I pledge. They're they're pledging. Okay. Oh, okay. Are you serious? Apologies for freedom. I can't handle this. Okay, little kids. When freedom brings Andrew the call. On your feet, stand up tall. Freedom's on our shoulders. USA! Yeah! Enemies of freedom. Face the music. Come on, boys. Take them down. President Donald Trump knows how to make America great. Mm. Deal from strength or get crushed every time. Okay. Yep. The Donald Trump. Donald Trump song by little kids. Over here. Dressed in red, white, and blue. Over there. Freedom and liberty everywhere. Oh, say can you see? It's not so easy. Mm-hmm. But we have to stand up tall and answer freedom's call. Nice. Okay. USA. 
home of the brave USA. At least they've thrown the in the country. Let's <laughs> celebrate our freedom. Inspire proudly freedom to the world. Ameritude. USA. American pride. USA. It's okay. attitude. It's who we are. Stand up tall. All right. I mean, it's, you know, it's not as creepy maybe as the, as the little Obama militant military yeah. group thing. It's not Barack do. Hussein Obama. Mm, mm, mm. No, but it's bad enough because it sounds like they pulled off those extras off maybe off a Barney set or something. There, that <laughs> was didn't. Not, that is very Barney ass. I mean, it's not good. Nope, but it's not quite as bad. Oh, it's almost as bad as the Obama thing, but not quite. Yeah, don't. I would say. Yeah, just a general rule of thumb: maybe mm. teach your kids to not sing songs that even mention a president by name. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I mean, do we even have songs about George Washington? I don't don't know any. The only one that comes to mind is that line in Yankee Doodle Dandy about, you know, General Washington took the boys or whatever. I don't know. In Yankee Doodle Dandy? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Okay, but this whole song's not about him. And it was before he was president, so. Right. Yankee Doodle Dandy. Lyrics, yeah. Uh, Is that... Is that... um, yeah, and there was Captain Washington and gentle folks about him. They say he's grown so tarnal proud he will not ride without them. Okay. There you go. What verse is that? Is that that's not in the first verse, right? That's the chorus. Oh. Something I don't know. No, oh, that says kids version of Yankee Doodle Dandy. I don't know. <laughs> Cuz I've never heard I don't think I've ever heard that. Mm. Uh, do we have we don't have Yeah, that's We don't name. have songs of Jefferson. We don't have songs from uh, Abraham Lincoln. Boy. Grover Cleveland could have used one, I'll tell you. There's one guy who they should have had a song about. That and Calvin Coolidge. (laughs) But no, we're saving them for uh, Obama and Trump, apparently. (laughs) All righty. To each his own. uh, I love your Grover Cleveland love, too. That's great. Yeah. He's not as good as Calvin Coolidge, though, right? No, no, no. I have not studied him, but... I will say that it hurt me to the core when the opening chapter of... um, uh, what was it? Uh, liars and uh, Legends and Li- what was the mm-hmm. Glenn Beck book? And chapter one was Liars, Grover Cleveland. Oh no! Yeah, it broke my heart. I'm not going to lie to you. It was oh, about no. how he had a uh, tooth pulled, mm-hmm. and uh, and in the process, um, you know, uh, they didn't they didn't level with the public where Grover Cleveland was. And see, the reason they didn't do that is because they were trying to save uh, the gold standard. And uh, oh, think really? That, uh, think that'd be something to. Hmm. You can maybe stretch the truth about because, you know, the vice president at the time would have, uh, this is too geeky. We're going to stop talking now. <laughs> they could have uh, ruined our economy but sooner than that? they did that you, if they had told. I love, though, that you realized you were getting into geek uh, territory. There, yeah, I don't often have a filter, but no, it just kicked in there for <laughs> some unknown reason. <laughs> great. I can't understand. That's great. Mm-hmm. Your Glover... Grover Cleveland geek meter went off. Yeah. That's so good. I tell you what, what I'm going to do good. to make um, penance, I'm going to let uh-huh. you do this live read while I go to my Grover Cleveland <laughs> altar down the hall. Right. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, losing weight and keeping it off can be tough. And especially when you get to a certain age. For me, that age was about two. Um, it uh, became a real struggle. And so that's where Riduzone can really help you. Riduzone can help you lose weight and, more importantly, help you keep the weight off because losing it, I mean, it's tough, but the really hard part, for me at least, comes afterwards. When you're done with the diet, you, you've lost weight, and now you just want to go back to your old eating habits. That's where Riduzone helps. It's a safe, natural, 
FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. You take this, it has OEA in it. That's what uh, is in olive oil that helps boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite. So if you've hit an age where nothing seems to be working, try Riduzone. Go to Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Enter a promo code PAT and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT for 30% off a three-month supply. It's Riduzone.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. You know who's culturally appropriating Beto O'Rourke? White Irish American guy who is culturally appropriating the nickname Beto Mm -hmm. or Beto or Beto. And I, I hate this, but right in my neighborhood, I spotted another lawn sign, Beto on it. As soon as you drive into the neighborhood from a certain uh, street, bang, they're right there, and they got the Beto right in front of your face. Has the HOA um, started the process I of I hope so. Them? I hope so. Okay. It's like, what? How? What? How can you live here and be a Beto fan? What do you, why do we have socialists in my neighborhood? All right. 888 uh, Police in Birmingham, Massachusetts have a surprise. For the fake IRS scam, have you ever gotten that? Uh, it's have you ever gotten the phone call from the IRS saying that uh, you've committed some kind of crime? They've got four things against you or on you or <laughs> yeah, whatever. I have says. actually. It's it's this scam. And once it get expired after that, you will be taken under custody by the local police. Taken under as there custody. There are four serious allegations pressed on your name at this moment. Pressed on your name. That's we would they, request you to mm-hmm. get back to us. Okay. So that we can discuss about this case discuss before about the taking case. any legal action against you. All right. Sure. The number to reach us is okay. 518-615-7980. I repeat, 518-615-7980. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you for telling me that I've got right. these accusations pressed on my name. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize I had them. You know, pressed. Pressed. On my name. On your name. So this, the police department in Burlington, Massachusetts, uh, is having a little fun with these people. On Monday, the police department's Lieutenant Glenn Mills received a phone call from the IRS. This one, I think. I think this very scam. Hmm. It's apparently threatening him with arrest if he didn't fork over money he allegedly owed to the government. So he decided to go along with their scam. And uh, he live tweeted the interaction on Twitter and continued calling them back over and over to give them a taste of their own medicine. This is great. They were attempting to commit a crime, and I was attempting to make it more difficult for them, he said. Several local residents were targeted throughout the day. They call up and they'll say, hey, this is the IRS. We're going to arrest you. No, they say, you've got allegations pressed on your name, Mm -hmm. is what they say. You owe us money and call this number. And then they give the phone number. So instead of getting that resident, they got me. (laughs) 
station reported that Mills was bent on keeping the caller on the phone for as long as possible and asked them to complete forms such as the 1099 D-U-M-M-Y form, 1099 dummy form. If you would try it with the IRS, they'd hang up on you. According to the outlet, uh, such scammers tell their victims that arrest is imminent if they don't pay taxes that are owed to the IRS. What they don't even mention in this article is that they're clearly calling from outside the country because they don't speak English very well. And so what eventually happens is they tell the victim that these taxes are payable as soon as possible with gift cards. So you go to the grocery store, you go to Walmart. That's convenient. And you put it on a gift card and you send it to them. Hmm. Or sometimes they'll even take your actual credit card over over the phone. So the IRS... Mm-hmm. Would prefer to go shopping at Walmart. I guess so. Apparently, is the moral of the story. I, I guess so. Which, by the way, um, while you've been um, reading that story, amazingly, you've been uh, tweeting out a, a reminder of uh, where you could go. Sure. To uh-huh. um, to stop these calls. Remember, we had the guy on. I said, "Don't call dot me." Yes. So uh, we had that. So that's out there at Pat Unleashed on the Twitter. And he does something really cool. He. Like like this lieutenant did in the police department. He calls him back over and over, but he does it with uh, high tech. And he jams up their system with thousands of calls at once. And it just serves him right. And then they hear this. In a world with people that scam innocent <laughs> Americans out of hundreds of thousands of dollars each year. Right. The tables have turned. You are now on the end of your scamming career. Your services will now be permanently suspended. It's time to wake up, smell the coffee, go out and get a real job. This message brought to you by the American people and I said don't call dot M-E. I love that. Because these scammers are hurting, in many cases, people on fixed income. Because mm-hmm. in many cases, they're the ones who don't understand this is a scam. It's not the IRS. So they'll, they'll actually follow the instructions. They'll get scared and they don't know. And they're, they're not hip to what's going on. And so they go out and get these gift cards and send them to them. And it's thousands of dollars in many cases. So it hurts the people who can least afford it. And they need to be shut down. I can't believe that they're still in operation, still scamming people to where we have this Burlington Police Department trying to scam them back. How does this continue? How do how does this continue? And how does that facial cream scam continue? Where they continually lie about people, leaving their under they can continually uh get away with all of that. Triple eight uh, 93393. Um, also, the uh, self-driving trucks that Uber was trying to get out on the road, and they were, they were trying to get them out pretty quickly. They might not be coming as quickly as you think. Uber announced they're putting on the brakes of these self-driving trucks, the semis, and they're shifting gears to focus on just the autonomous cars. Which is great, because when I get into a crash with these autonomous vehicles, I'd much rather have it be a car than a semi. Yeah, you have a fighting chance, at least that way. Yes. Thank you for uh-huh. this. 
Uh, they're among a number of technology and car companies racing toward what some contend is an inevitable future in which vehicles drive themselves. Uber's aspirations had included self-driving trucks with the smart smartphone-summoned ride service revving that effort with the purchase of Startup Auto two years ago. But now they're saying, we decided to stop development of our self-driving truck program and move forward exclusively with cars. And I wonder if that's because of all the accidents that have happened yeah. since. You know, Tesla kind of had some problems with this. They've had a couple of deaths with their self-driving cars, people in them being killed. Um, and so now I think people are starting to say, well, maybe we're not as far ahead as we thought we were with this program. They're not uh, drawing a direct line from point to point, but it sounds like this has to do with Uber's self-driving car program in Pittsburgh. In March, one of their cars inexplicably crashed into another vehicle. So they don't, they don't know what happened. They don't know why. Then earlier this month, they laid off all of their autonomous vehicle operations following the death of a woman in another car crash in Tempe, Arizona. Now they're going to gear back um, they're going to start that operation back up again. But they claim that they need to focus on focus all their resources, all their staffing and their energy on the autonomous cars and not do the trucks. But I'll bet it has a little something to do with the fact that some of these things are crashing and they don't, they don't know why. You know, normally I'm not um, happy to see technology, you know, take a step backward. But mm-hmm. this is one where... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't it's have not bothering me because, like someone said recently on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, made the case we're about to lose our autonomy ourselves when it comes to freedom of driving where we want to. Exactly. As soon as these cars can drive, they can be controlled by satellites. They can be shut off, and it's game over. And you will go where you're expected to go, and nowhere else. And it's going to take away our freedom to drive because they're not going to. They won't be able to uh, have both cars that are self-driven. And cars driven by humans. That's just a recipe for disaster. And so they'll say, well, okay, the self-driving cars are less prone to accidents. So everybody has to have self-driving cars by this by this time. I, I'm, I'm almost positive that's going to happen. Yeah, just like HDTV. Remember? They mandated yep. it. They said you got about 10 years stations. And then you had to have the box and everything. And it happened. Yeah. And somehow we all made it through it. Right? And uh, here we are. So same thing will happen with self-driving cars. Almost for sure. 888 A couple of stories about... Um, I, this is great. You, you know about people getting coaches for their kids for football, like a private football coach for your... If you've got a quarterback or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, for baseball, for kids who are really good at baseball, they'll get a private coach. <clears throat> You won't believe what parents are hiring now to coach their kids. Uh, We'll tell you about it uh, coming up next on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat 
Gray is here. Okay, I can understand parents hiring a private coach for their kids for football or swimming for baseball. You know, if you have a pitcher and he's pretty good and he's showing some, you know, signs of promise and you want him to get to the next level, okay, you hire a coach. It, it, it can be pretty expensive, but, you know, maybe, you know, you just want the best for your kids. That's fine. Now parents are hiring video game coaches. I'm, I'm sorry, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. To help their kids win video games. <laughs> uh, oh, man. It's, it's hard to earn a participation trophy in a video game, especially in the massively multiplayer online battle game Fortnite. Mm-hmm. So... Parents are paying as much as 20 bucks an hour to hire personal video game coaches to help their kids work on their skills. Okay. Cool. That uh, clippity-clop you hear, that's the fourth horseman of the apocalypse trying to catch up with the other three galloping uh, through your downtown area right now. According to Game Rant, there are more than 1,400 Fortnite coaches available for hire. Most advising on social media, including the on-game centric uh, social network Twitch. Man, for a three to four hour lesson, coaches can charge an average of twenty bucks an hour, fifty dollars for a full afternoon long uh, training session. We're in the wrong business, man. In some cases, parents are even hiring the coaches for themselves so they can see what the whole fury surrounding the epic battle royale game is all about and so they can go toe-to-toe with their teenagers <laughs> that's great uh, there's nothing wrong with that that's wonderful uh it may sound strange hiring a coach to teach a kid how to play a game that involves no, no physical activity no. but parents don't just see personal success they see dollar signs fortnite tournaments fortnite tournaments where elite players battle each other often in huge arenas adapted for esports can earn winners upwards of a hundred thousand dollars wow one Fortnite streamer codenamed ninja reportedly nets five hundred thousand dollars every six months between tournament wins sponsorships and advertising sales uh they're even you know, they're showing some of these things on ESPN now. This is really starting to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't believe it's a thing, mm-hmm. but it is actually a mm-hmm. thing. It's a thing. I I don't know why it's a thing, I don't either. but it is actually a thing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Madden, you can kind of see them playing Madden football um, and having tournaments, I guess. But it's hard to imagine, though... The, the tournament being uh, featured on on ESPN. I mean, come on. That's got to be a slow, slow sports day, right? If, you're, if you are broadcasting a tournament, a Madden tournament, okay. you're pretty hard up. Hmm. Really, really hard up. And I guess they a lot of people show up at these arenas. I mean, they fill yeah. arenas. 
and people watch this and go yeah. crazy over it. I can't understand why my nieces and nephews, they, they're playing the little <laughs> video games, and like all the other ones, all the cousins, they're all gathered around, they're looking and watching them play. That What is that? I can't even... I, I don't cannot know. even put my mind into that world. I mean, when work. my boys are in town, they're both at college now, but when they're in town and they bring back their, you know, their... Uh, their deals? Yeah, their Play games. Game, PlayStation, you know, PlayStation 4 or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, I can't stand to just sit there and watch them yeah. play that. I mean, yeah. why would you sit there and watch the game? <laughs> I, I, it's, it's bizarre. Are we old? Is yeah, that our I problem? I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, like I don't to It may be. I don't get a lot of what's going on right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch video games yep. being played by other people. I know. I can't imagine hiring a video game coach at 20 bucks or 50 bucks an hour to coach my kids. Right. As, as ridiculous as that Man. sounds, Pat, I can totally be on board with calling my insurance company and tell them I'm a woman. Yes. Like, that makes sense. That does make sense. To save eleven hundred bucks a year, yeah, I am there. That makes sense. You can call me Betty. <laughs> I think I will. Thank you, Al. All right, Betty. Let's go to the phone right now. <laughs> Talk to Mike. Uh, Mike in Utah. You're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. How you doing? Doing good. Say hi to Betty. <clears throat> hi, Betty. How are you? Hello. <laughs> All right. What's up? <laughs> so I got a story about a, a scammer that I had some fun with, and he was actually calling from a text number. Um, but this was, here's what was really creepy. It was my sister-in-law that came to me and said, Hey, somebody called me and said that the, you were in some legal trouble. Oh, geez. So I don't even know how they got her number. How, it's my sister-in-law. So I don't know how. So I got the number from her, called the place. I said, Hey, what, what are you doing? Calling my relatives? What, what's going on? And so he, he launched right into a spiel. Well, we need to get some information for you. And I said, Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, 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 you know, what's the name of your company? And he wouldn't tell me. Uh, so I said, look, if you're, if you're reputable, uh, what's the name of your company? So finally he hangs up on me. So I'm pissed. So I'm like, all right. So I call him back. Hey, what's the name of your company? He hangs up. And it was the same guy that answered, which is crazy. Yeah, wow. So I, I do this for 20 minutes. I just keep calling him up. Hey, what's the name of your company? Boom, he hangs up. <laughs> so finally, <laughs> finally, yeah, so I don't have much of a life. I'm calling this guy for 20 <laughs> minutes and just letting him hang up on me. Still, it feels so good. I, You know, life oh, or not, it feels good. No, but this is the best part. This is what feels the best. I call him up finally, like, after 20 minutes. He's pissed now. He's like, why are you calling me up harassing me? And I said, you know, I have the same question for you. <laughs> and then he was dead silent. And I said, why don't you just get a real freaking job? And then hung up on him. Oh, and I felt great. so great. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Unbelievable so that he asked people. you while you're hassling him. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, why are you harassing me? Oh, my gosh. And he's calling my relatives. So, yeah, wow. I, I recommend harassing these guys. Oh, Maybe absolutely. Get them to stop. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. What was the name of the guy uh, that does the I said don't call dot me? Oh, goodness. Why I said don't call me dot com or I said don't call dot me. Yep. Um, and he created a company. That calls him back thousands of times automatically, and then they they drive him out of business. So, it that, I mean that just feels good too. Yeah. That just feels good. Yeah. And when you get this, when you get this call, you know this is not an actual thing, right? When you and once it get expired after that, you will be taken under custody I'll by be, the local police. 
Wait, I'll be taken under custody by the local police? Yeah. Huh. Okay. And there are and, four serious allegations pressed on your name at this moment. And there are four serious allegations pressed on my name? Four. Four pressed on my name. So We would request you to get back to us mm-hmm. so that we can discuss about this case. So you can discuss about this case. Before any action against you. Okay. Uh-huh. The number to reach us is 518-615-7980. Okay. And that's the number we need to plug in to the uh, I said don't call dot M-E. Yep. Free, free of charge to uh, shut down these scammers. Yeah. Just it's give them the number. It's awesome. So they are fantastic. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, do we have a we have a small correction on the no physical activity front? I swear, my is 15, that your daughter? Yeah, my fifteen year old daughter just sent me a text and um, no she, physical activity mm-hmm. regarding video game. Play. Your thumbs, <laughs> really? <laughs> I will talk to you when I get home. <laughs> so your thumbs get a workout. Yeah, so I mean, you got that you got that going for you. Uh, not my child, um, but I guess white. Why shouldn't you hire a uh, video game coach for them? They they're not showing up for for their jobs, and they got to do something. So, <laughs> you know, maybe they turn into professional video game players. Uh, at Carports and More, based in El Dorado Hills, California, nearly half of the sixty-five job candidates scheduled for interviews the past month just didn't show up. At Voice Nation, an Atlanta area call center. A similar share of the 10 hires the company was making every month never came into work. So they showed up for an interview, um, got the job, and then just never showed up to work. In the hottest job market in decades, workers are holding all the cards and they're starting to play dirty. A growing number of, a growing number of people are ghosting <laughs> uh, their jobs. Yeah, we call that term lazy mm-hmm. in my world. They blow off scheduled job interviews. They accept offers but don't show up the first day and even vanish from existing positions, all without giving any notice. This generation, man. This generation. They're killing us. (laughs) Just killing us. Is that a sign of being old, too, just because this damn generation of kids, I'll tell you. I don't think so. I think this is different. I think yeah. they are different. The next thing you know, you're going to um, think that songs written about poop aren't, are uh, stupid. Are stupid. Yeah. By, by legends not, of rock like Kanye West. Not totally meaningful. Mm-hmm. While skipping out on appointments, appointments and work has always happened on occasion. The behavior is starting to feel like commonplace occurrence, according to Chip Cutter, editor-at-large at LinkedIn, the job and social networking site. And another scam place that hassles you. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. LinkedIn is the bane of existence. Just look. Here's the LinkedIn. safety tip of the day. I hate it. If you find yourself signing up for LinkedIn, uh-huh. just make sure that you start a brand new email address that you only use for LinkedIn. Otherwise, otherwise, you're just going to be your inbox becomes inoperable. Yes, you're just going to be harassed by LinkedIn stuff. Mm-hmm. For the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. While no one formally tracks such things, many businesses report that twenty to fifty percent, fifty up to fifty percent of their job applicants and workers are no shows in some form, forcing a lot of firms to modify their hiring practices. You're you're seeing job candidates with more options. It 
definitely is influencing their behavior. So they get a job and just don't show up. Why, hmm. why would you do that? Why don't you say, no, I don't want the job. If you don't like the job, just say, I don't want the job. Um, why would you do that? Because you were raised without having to be responsible. Nothing was expected <laughs> were you of you. raised by wolves? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that what's going on? You were given a trophy for literally just showing up. Oh, wait a minute. They have to show up to get their participation trophy. Right. Not even doing you've that you've got to participate. Huh. So that's not happening. Okay. Weird. 888-933-93. Also, we've uh, got to show you the... Oh, Yeah. The update on Pico the Mako shark. Pico the Mako. Nobody's ever done this in the shark world before. Uh, Pico is like 4,300 miles from home. Yeah, he's, he's out he's there. He's a long way from home. They tagged him off the coast of Texas. He's now off the coast of Virginia. No, he's further north. He's, Maybe further north he's than that. Maryland and out to sea. Do we have the... Ma- yeah, okay, so, look at that. So he went all the way up uh-huh. to... That was that's, around Virginia Yeah, that's or the North Atlantic we're looking at there. Then he went across, then he mm-hmm. went back down, then he went Wait. back up, and then he went up again, what and is, then he went over. This is deal. What? I think he's on crack now. I think Pico found some crack somewhere, and he smoked it, and now he's just wigged out. He got some bad kelp? Yeah. Did he? Oh, look, you know what he might? He might have heard, he's, he's, got, he's got the Blaze Radio app, mm-hmm. right? And so he's listening to Pat Unleashed every day from noon mm-hmm. to 3 Eastern. Mm-hmm. He knows we're talking about him. Now he's just playing with our minds. Yeah. Because remember, Pat the shark just hung around that island. Yeah. He just well, hung around that island. Thanks for reminding me of that. He's dead. We lost him. But we don't know that. He could have just taken him. his little tag thing off. <laughs> I hope that's what happened. I hope. 888 And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Glenn founded Real Estate Agents I Trust because he was so frustrated Working with unreliable real estate agents in Connecticut, especially where just didn't they didn't click together, and um, the house was not shown very often, and uh, they had to keep it clean all the time. I mean, this stretched on for months and then years. And then they had to lower the price, and they lost a lot of money, and it just wasn't good, you know. So he did a ton of research to find out. Some interesting data on what makes one agent better than their competition. And they found out that great agents are full-time agents. They don't just dabble in it. Great agents don't just show up and agree to list your home as is. They have years of advising their clients, and they know about curb appeal. They know about landscaping and trim and paint and windows, and they know how important first impressions are. They know about professional staging of your home and how important that is. I know that when I've walked into homes that are naked, you know, there's no furniture in there. People just moved out and the home is empty. It doesn't have the same feel as the homes that are staged. I mean, there's no question about that. When you have furniture in there, you see things set up and you see how it's going to look when your things are in there. makes a huge difference. And they know when to list. What's happening currently in the market? What will it look like in six months? They know about pricing your home correctly when it's first listed to ensure a quick sale so that you don't have it sit there for a long time and then you have to lower the price over and over. So this is why you want to work with the agents of realestateagentsitrust.com. 1,200 of the top agents in America working to earn your trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pet Gray Unleashed. 
on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. North Seattle re- residents have been dealing with something frightening: hmm. a serial pooper, <laughs> or maybe two. <laughs> uh, no one has seen the person making the deposits in the neighborhood, but oh, that's uh, a blessing. Local residents suspect a pair of people living in the nearby woods come out of the woods and have been serially uh, pooping in the neighborhood. Uh, (laughs) Seattle and King County have some of the worst homelessness problems in the country. The mayor and city council have vowed to do more to deal with the problem, including two new tiny home villages turning City Hall into a shelter at night, and more. But there's no long-term plan to pay for all of that, of course. Jeez. Let's just build a whole village for the homeless. And they can live in this village. Is the homeless village, who now have homes. That sounds like a good plan. That's a great plan. Right? Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Who pays for it? I, I don't know. Huh? Somebody, like the homeless ferry. Well, wait a minute. The same place you get the income dollars, you yeah, get it to pay for yeah. this. Oh, the same place you get the Obama phone, you uh-huh. pay for this. All right, now you're learning. Got it. Uh, they don't have a plan to, play, to pay for it, of course. Uh, the head tax was the plan, and that backfired in a matter of minutes almost. <laughs> yes. Uh, largely because people aren't convinced the money would be well spent. Hmm. No. Hmm. Um, Seattle is spending some money on on some great ventures. Oh, well, that's good. Streetcars that don't fit the tracks. Wait, hold on. That was only uh, what one hundred and two million dollars. <laughs> Bike lanes. Oh well, that's fun for a billion dollars. Or not. Thirteen million miles. I mean, thirteen million dollars per mile. Oh, sweet. is what the bike lanes cost. No, honey. Uh, are, are you telling? You're going to spend one billion dollars putting. Bike lanes on the streets. I want to spend some money on toilet paper. <laughs> uh, here's another, you know, super liberal city with the same problem. Poop. <laughs> Wait, this has happened before? Poop in a city? Tell me more. Um, San Francisco. Okay. Uh, and uh, Portland. Wow, they're all in a hmm. generally the same area of the country. What do they have in common? Hmm, same area of the country, generally speaking. And uh, same leadership, generally speaking. <laughs> Democrats. Jeez. So this person is probably not living in the woods and pooping along the street because they enjoy it or even because they can't find work. It's probably the result of other problems in their lives, such as uh, everything like such as <laughs> drugs, alcohol, or, you know, both. Uh, in theory, the police could do something about the poop problem. The person responsible could be given a $1,000 fine if caught. Now, if they're homeless, though, they're not going to pay the $1,000 fine. So then what do you do? What they really need, most likely, is to run out of options to pursue their habit while living in the woods. What they really need 
is to get sober. And uh, that doesn't seem to be anything they can really focus on or they're thinking about or, you know, maybe you, pro- maybe you provide a nice place for them to go get drunk. Oh. You ever thought of that? Where there's a bathroom, too. Because San Francisco is doing the places where you you can go and shoot up for for free. Yeah. You can go in there and shoot up, and there's people that are monitoring you and supervising you and making sure you're doing it safely. What if we have the same kind of place for people who are drinking and getting drunk, and then you have a place for them, maybe a bathroom in there. So they get drunk, and they go to the bathroom. I got it. I got it. I got it. Seattle, your tax dollars need to go toward like video game coaches. You can teach the homeless to play video games and, <laughs> and then they can, tournaments. they can win tournaments. Yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. I mean, this is it's foolproof. That's a good that's a good plan. And you know what? If that fails, video then game coaches. all these millennials that aren't showing mm-hmm. up to these job interviews or when they get hired, they don't want to go and work. We have we've solved every problem Give today. The homeless. Yep. Solved every stinking problem these liberals can't can't fix. Mm-mm. We just did for you. We're done. And you're welcome. Yes, you are. Um, 2020 primary challengers to Donald Trump are emerging right now. Oh. Bill Crystal, n- not the comedian, not Billy Crystal. Oh. Bill Crystal, the former editor in chief of the Weekly Standard, is actually considering challenging President Trump in the 2020 Republican primary. He really doesn't like him. Uh, I, I just saw Bill Crystal on, I think, CNN uh, the other day. And there is a guy who does not like Trump. So that would not surprise me. Crystal previously sparked 2020 rumors in March when he popped up in New Hampshire to speak at a must-show event for potential presidential contenders. He has consistently said that Trump needs to face a 2020 primary challenge. We need to take one shot at liberating the Republican Party from Trump and conservatism from Trumpism. That's what he told the New York Times uh, last August. It's just that Bill Crystal has zero chance at winning. Absolutely no chance. It's not that I don't necessarily want Trump to be primaried. It's just that you got to do better than Bill Crystal. Oh, yeah. I don't know who that would be, though. Got to at least try. Because what what Republican is going to challenge the president and then ever be supported again by the Republican Party? It's just nobody. I mean, you know, you think about Ben Sass. Could maybe Ben Sass challenge him? A real conservative? A real good politician? Well, yeah, but if he if he loses, and he probably would, you're not going to get the support of the Republican Party because they're going to be pissed that you primaried the president. Ugh. I, I think he's the option until 2024. Right? He's the option. I don't know. I'm going to go and train on video games. I'm gonna. I'm calling a video game coach right after the cool. show. We may or may not be here tomorrow. Who knows? Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.